0: Hi, it's Mike Minotti from GamesBeat. I eat Arby's and I know nothing, but these guys, they podcast and they know things. And you are listening to We Podcast and
1: We Know Things.
0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 271 72 73 and 74 that's how big of an episode this is gonna be uh, episode 271 of we podcast and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news and there's a lot of it tonight over 40 stories my name is greg hall and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business sam Matura.
1: the anxiety i have for all these tabs open right now i can't even put into
0: words normally when i go off script for the opening i fuck it up that I stayed on pace. I did it in one take. I'm happy. And I liked your opening. So I okay. feel like we're in a good place already.
1: We stuck the landing.
0: 39 seconds in. I already just want to stop. That's, <laughs> good night. That's good. We got a ton to talk about tonight. Normally, I do like a recap and I go through a lot of the stories. We have... Forty three things to talk about last time I last time I checked. So just like a boat ton of, or boat ton a boatload <laughs> of news. Ready. Oh. <laughs> now I will say we did have an extra day because we recorded a day early last week, but yeah. the news was just so fast and furious this week that we got so much to talk about. So we have our picks of the week. We have our trivia it is eight and a half for me, five for Sam. I'm, we'll- I'm
1: giving it to you, Greg. You're just you're getting it. I'm giving you these layups and
0: mind right. you should. You should know, but I wouldn't be shocked if you don't. That's all. I know you. We're going to start off the show before we go into any news stories with our top three. It's going to be our top three commercials from the Super Bowl. We do this one every year around this time. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, Oh, my God. Some news just dropped as we're doing some breaking news. I get Nintendo alerts from Twitter to my phone. Breaking news. You're hearing this literally as Nintendo tweeted it 10 seconds ago. Uh. The release date for the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask on Nintendo Switch Online's N64 is February 25th. So there there you go. go. So February 25th, if you want to play Majora's Mask on your Nintendo Switch, if you have NSO expansion pack. So there you go. Breaking news. 44. Uh, (laughs) That's just the type of week it is. Uh, We'll start in TV where we have an update for Better Call Saul for Stranger Things 4 finally dropped its release dates. And no... I didn't stutter. We have uh, Lord of the Rings, Moon Knight, Cuphead, The Marvel Shows, The Last of Us, Halo, Sonic, Only Murders in the Building, Peaky Blinders, Peacemakers, Billions, Dave, and so much more. And that is just TV.
1: That's just the type of pod it's going to be today.
0: Movies, Uncharted, Doctor Strange, Jurassic World, Black Adam, Wonder Twins. Who the hell thought we'd be talking about the Wonder Twins in 2022? Craven the Hunter, Dune Part 2... A Quiet Place 3, and again, that is just movies before Sam takes it over in gaming. Before we talk about January's NPD, the best-selling games of January 2022, the number one spot may shock you. Horizon Forbidden West's out now, we have the review. Uh, we will not have impressions. We probably won't end up playing it, but that's for another day and another dollar. CD Projekt Red gave us a big Giant 50 gig update for Cyberpunk 2077. So, Jesus. for some reason, I'm actually excited to talk about that story when we get there. Capcom is in the mystery realm. Sam will, will go over what that means. We have some MLB the show news, some Nintendo Switch sports news, some Wii U news in 2022. We haven't talked about the Wii U since our first year of our podcast, uh, and some 3DS news before I do a quick impressions of Weather State's new album, Never Better. And Sam brings us home. With a weekly wada, I did all of that before the four minute mark, and I'm telling you that doesn't even cover like a little bit of what we're going to talk tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I even told Greg, was like, we this could be another two hour pod. We have no idea.
0: Before we get to our picks of the week, however, I want to just quickly recap. The interview we did last week, it is available as a bonus episode. When this episode is done playing, just let it keep going because the next thing that pops up in your feed should be your bonus episode. Our interview with Mike Minotti of GamesBeat, the uh, GamesBeat Reviews editor. He's the host of The Last of the Dogs pod, the GamesBeat Decides podcast, the 90s Disney podcast. He's one of the beef and cheddar boys and Arby's aficionado. We had him on the show for an hour-long conversation that felt like five minutes. That yeah, hour just gonna- flew by
1: talk about a conversation that an hour just oh that was an hour we're done oh geez
0: and if he didn't have a hard stop cut off we probably would have gone longer than we did
1: yeah but we, we can't interfere with online gameplay we don't mess with that
0: no no fantasy 14 N walker is greater than or equal to podcasting so <laughs> we understand that mike had to actually go at a hard stop at the two hour mark and we were just talking so much offline too we had such a good conversation. I'm telling you, folks, if you have interest in games journalism, interest in getting into podcasting, interest in literally anything that has to do with gaming. We hit the Nintendo Direct. We hit the uh, all of his favorite games. We hit his favorite classic games. Mega Man, Robot Masters, um, Pudding Way from Final Fantasy 14. You name it. We talked about it. Uh, how to cover a direct for a major website, like when that is just flying news, popping off left and right. Man, it was so much fun. Thank you to Mike for retweeting it for everybody that, uh, that, um, engaged with it on social media from the likes, the retweets. I'm going to throw my hat off to you, Jeff Grubb. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this for your retweet and like of the podcast to your 83,000 followers on Twitter, this episode has become in just three days, our number one episode of 2022. And we couldn't have done it with all you. I'm sorry, without all of you sharing it, liking it, listening to it and giving us feedback. It means the world.
1: Just the power of the retweet button.
0: I know it takes two seconds and it changes your. Oh, life. we greatly we appreciate that. Thank yeah. you for real. It it literally, you know, we couldn't have done it without you. I looked at the numbers after day one and I said, "All right, it's doing some numbers. That's good for a Monday random bonus. Doing good." And then when the retweet button, I was out to eat for Valentine's Day lunch at Outback Steakhouse. I damn near spit out my blooming onion uh, when my uh, phone.
1: <laughs> oh, you texted me. That's right. That's right. Yeah, You're my good. phone
0: uh, lit up, and Ash knew I was waiting for the retweet. So like I and I didn't even have my phone out. It was over to the side. You can barely see it. I my phone lights up. I see the Twitter notification. She says, "Babe, you can look."
1: I said, "I've never <laughs> loved you
0: more." Happy Valentine's Day to me! And there you hey. go. Dude. Jeff Grubb How and sweet. X amount of other people retweeted it, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Mike's the Mike's the shit. He's hilarious in every way too. He's so funny. Um, so yeah, just a really good interview. We don't do many these days, but when we do, a we bring the heat. And B, we make it really fucking good. We do our yeah. research.
1: And Mike knows he's welcome back anytime.
0: Anytime. So, Sam, let's not waste any more time. Let's start seven minutes in where we customarily do with our picks of the week.
1: All right. Uh, finally finished this show up on Netflix. I don't. Um, you might have saw some trailers, but me and Kelly, we finished. All of us are dead. Wow. Did, did you All 12 to- episodes. Oh, so you do know about the show. We talked about it, brother. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I the latest dude.
0: Korean sensation.
1: Yeah, again, um, I, one thing I did like, I saw the um, the creator of the show that he picked, uh, like, unknowns. He said, I didn't want anyone who was widely known. I wanted to grab, you know, young actors who I thought was
0: the best. Well, the but one girl from Squid Game is in it. The, f- the f- girl from Ganbu. Okay, the, okay. Uh... I can't, she's just the she's only in it for one episode of squid game maybe maybe two yeah i was gonna say i, was, I think she yeah. gets killed
1: early um but yeah again this was based was actually based on a web tomb called now at our school um just funny how that was done from 09 to 2011 and then how quickly it was picked up by netflix 12 episodes um i would say this this budget was pretty big this was like like the effects that they use well maybe a couple things near the end of the this season, but I, I thought it was well done. Like for a zombie show, I, I feel like the tension that they brought each and every episode was what Walking Dead should have done, or maybe what they did early on. And then now it just Walking Dead lost. And to me, it's not even like a zombie show anymore. Now this basically is, um, I guess you could say, after a failed experiment, a local high school is basically overrun with zombies, and they're trapped to survive. They're running out of food, water. There is no commuter communication with like cops or the government and they're they're just trying to stay alive trying to escape and I I just thought it was well done it's you can either watch it it's dubbed or subbed in English on Netflix um the translation there might have been a few moments where you know just sometimes when they do the you know translation that just off a little bit like it just felt like something was a little off there was a few moments there but nothing too bad 12 episodes very long episodes I think there were like 55 to like the longest one was like 71 minutes I think so a little bit long there, but I, I thought it was good that you know we, every episode you, you didn't want to stop, you wanted to keep going, just trying to push the time frame while you know you're trying to fall asleep, you're trying to push through it. But um, I know IGN gave it a seven out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes has it eighty three percent. I think it's about right. Eight eight out of ten, I I think it, it is where it's at. I um, I hope it gets a second season. Still nothing on Netflix because I know that they probably had to throw a lot of money on these twelve episodes just because of just. All the killings, the blood, everything that they were doing, I, I figure that, that cost me a pretty penny. But hopefully we get a second season. Check it out on Netflix. All of us
0: are dead. Mine is... So let me be blunt with you. Mine is a pick of the week that I have a really good feeling is going to be a pick of the year, at least in the top three. And we're only in February. Um, it is also technically not out yet. It is by the time you're hearing it. It comes out on the 18th. But... I had requested early access to it, and I am now allowed to talk about it. I wish it could have been my pick of the week last week, but I was not able to talk about it at the time the embargo has lifted. So I can finally talk about what I feel is one of the best records I had heard in a long time. And that, my friends, is Stew from our friends from A Will Away. Oh. This is a phenomenal record. Now, before I gush, I want to get out Of the way the one issue i have with it and it's a very similar issue that i have with this record that i did when bearings had released their brand new record what is it what is that called um for you for all of you all of us i can't sway no that was the that was the um song i can't remember what the title of bearings newest record was let me look it up continue
1: i'll look it up continue your story yeah i got it it's right here
0: um hello it's hello it's you hello it's you came out it didn't make my top three or it was number three i can't remember of 2020 i think it was number three um and it was number three and it wasn't higher because we had heard half the record before it came out five of the 10 songs now they added a deluxe edition which is just great fantastic by the way especially get the need one of their best songs ever um but with a will away similar It's not an issue because I'll take a will away songs all I can get, but one, two, three, four, five of the 11 tracks came out well before the record. So I had heard pretty much half of it in 2021, early 2022. And when you get an 11 track record and five of those songs are already well into the pantheon of your music kind of discography, and you know all about it, it leaves less room for surprises. So really these other six songs that I had never heard before are really what I was going over and over and over again, because I've heard karma 3000 times and spitting and chicklets and I've got a five uh, re up is fantastic. That's the first song they had released the first single way, way back when, um, and then speechless. So I've heard those songs before. So that's the one issue I have with it is, when you have 11 songs and 5 come out pre-release yeah it doesn't doesn't leave a lot of room which is a good problem to have because i loved all those songs but i'm so happy to say that these other 6 songs that i had never heard before are just phenomenal and what i love about a will away uh, is they continue to evolve their sound over every record. The Bliss EP is completely different than Soup, uh, which is completely different than Here Again, which is completely different than Stew. And like it's almost like different eras of the band. And Soup and Stew, obviously, very close together in the food category, probably the two closest records together from a sound perspective and just kind of the way... <laughs> you consume their tunes. And, you know, we had Matt Carlson, the lead singer, one of my favorite voices in music. I love his voice. We had them on the pod right as the pandemic started back in March of 2020 for like a 30-minute really tight interview. They were doing a show, and luckily they gave us some time right before this was when Sam and I were still doing in-person pods, which is just crazy to think about. Uh, But, like, unbelievable that he took time to do that right before they were playing a show again they have shriver them. right no that was me and you um it was in my house that was me and shriver were hawthorne heights
1: oh that's what that's live one okay got yeah it, yeah yeah. It.
0: this was this was way back right before the pandemic so uh actually i guess right as it was starting um i i absolutely love this record again they've been around for over a decade doing their thing from naugataw kentucky uh, kentucky connecticut um he's a by the way matt huge switch fan love that so much But this record is available now, and I will say it has the best one-two punch to start a record that I have heard since my record of 2020, my number one, Seaway and Big Vibe. That has an amazing one-two punch of Brain in a Jar and Big Vibe. You give me The Rock and Karma back-to-back here to start Stew, and I'm blown away. The Rock is actually my new favorite song on the record. Um, It's the one of the best openers I can think of. And you sing about the Tesseract. How how are you not going to love singing about Tesseract? That's badass. It's not just your normal love song. The Rock and Karma and Re-Up, again, fantastic songs. But then they hit you on the back end with some acoustic slower tracks that are really going to bring down the vibe in the best way possible. It's the type of thing where you want to kind of draw down the mood lights a little bit. Get your girl around the arm and say, this ain't a love song, baby. This is about, I don't know. Fucking
1: the tesseract,
0: yeah. I love it. I just love this record so much. It's the type of record where it's a really good driving record, and it's also like a really good I'm doing a project for work in Excel or PowerPoint, and I need something on the in the background to get me through the project. It's a really good accompaniment piece because it's not too hard, not too soft, not vulgar, not not vulgar. It's just super good. And I love everything about it. So Matt and team at Willaway, you keep making amazing music. Thanks for the follow on Twitter. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the pod a couple years ago now. It's been two years almost. Uh, Doing the show with us. You're a phenomenal band. My favorite in just years and years and years. I can't remember a band that I've loved more than a away over the past five years. And so appreciate you dudes. You made a great record. It's out now. It's called Stew from Will Away. Sam, let's do some trivia. I'm going to give you... Got, okay, yeah, you give me it first. Uh, me it Greg, first. I'm
1: giving you... I, it's a fucking alley-oop. So take your point and let's move on. John Cena first won the Royal Rumble in 2008. Who did he eliminate? I don't
0: know. Uh, Batista.
1: T- like To eliminate to win the Royal Rumble in 2008.
0: Batista. Tr- Triple H. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I said Batista. I'm, I, I paused long enough for that to be my answer, so I'm going with it. It's
1: incorrect. It was Triple H. Really? Yeah, and Batista wasn't, like, the way I picked my, was I picked, like, the 06, 07, 09 winners. It was, like, Undertaker, Randy Orton, The Miz, and Triple H. That were your choices. What were they again? It was Triple H, Undertaker, Randy Orton, and The Miz.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: All winners from 06, or I think it was 05, 06, 07, and 09.
0: Oh, that's cool. All right, my trivia question to you is, again, this is one of those where you, like, you might know it if you googled it or were paying attention to right after the super bowl but okay. if not i i don't know if i would expect to know the answer so it could be tough um within five hundred thousand dollars how much was a 30 second ad for this year's super bowl within how much five hundred thousand dollars So like if you said 10 million and the answer is 10.5 million or 9.5 million you'd get it right
1: I guess let me hear answers to be safe. I, I have a number, but I think it's way more than what I'm thinking.
0: Uh, was it $4.5 million?
1: Yep, way more. Was
0: it $5.5 million? Was it 6 or 7 Before you answer, what was your figure?
1: I was going to say one. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're way off. <laughs> what was what was C? Uh, it's just 4 and a half, 5 and a half, 6 and a half, or 7 and a half. I'll go 6 and a half. That is correct.
1: Jesus Christ. For six 30 seconds?
0: Million. Mm-hmm. 30 second ad, so like you think about that dumb crypto barcode ad that was 60 seconds, they paid 12 13 million dollars for it.
1: Which I, I knew as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, it's a crypto ad,
0: that's stupid. Everybody, dude, everybody at the place I was was holding their phones up trying to get the barcode. I'm like, I ain't scanning shit on this TV, I don't know what the fuck this is gonna take. I, me.
1: I, I knew it was like crypto, I'm good. Sorry,
0: oh my god. So, uh, all right, let's dive into it. It's eight and a half for me, five and a half for you. Let's move past it. And get into our top three for the week, our top three favorite Super Bowl commercials. Before we get into them, though, we're not doing trailers. Or at least I didn't do trailers. Yeah, either did I. Um, and also, there were probably some commercials I missed because I Same. just I didn't watch every one of them. I did a couple of like YouTube top 10 commercial lists and i went on some articles who did top 10s so i might have missed a couple so your favorite might not even be on our list or even on our radar that it exists so apologies there in advance these are i guess the top three that we saw yeah uh, because i went to a little super bowl shindig i haven't gone to one of those in a while so i just i missed a lot of them
1: yeah and i i don't me personally i didn't feel like the commercials were you know I th- I thought that I, I don't know, like the last three years I feel like they were probably the worst this year.
0: I, I was about to say good. They they feel like they've gotten progressively worse, and this felt like yeah. a low point. Like yeah, it was to the point where when a commercial came on, I didn't want to watch them at the show. usually I'm all for it. Yeah, I had no interest in it. Yeah. The only one I remember vividly watching was the Moon Knight trailer because I convinced multiple people there to watch Moon Knight.
1: Oh, I I when it, when I first saw it, I was like, everyone stop. Okay, continue with the 30 seconds. I'm good.
0: All right, Sam, hit us with your number three.
1: Number three, well, cockle doodle do. I had to go with Eugene Levy. I, I thought he was freaking funny as shit. As the the thrill driver with uh, uh what's her name? Uh, Brie Larson was in it. Uh, Catherine Hicks from Seventh Heaven. She did a quick cameo. Then it was Dave Bautista and him just kind of driving. And then he had the wig on. And I, I don't know when he said the cockle doodle do line. I I literally laughed out loud. I thought it was funny. I'm always a sucker for Eugene Levy.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I don't like Brie Larson one damn bit. So as soon as I saw, hey, you her, know, was but happy.
1: you know where I stand. Where like she hasn't like done anything for me, but I still had to give it to my boy Eugene.
0: I do like. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I do lie. I liked her in um, Scott Pilgrim, and she was very good in The Room, or in Room. It was called just Room. That was in like twenty fifteen. Well, Scott
1: Pilgrim. I'm there with you.
0: Did you see Room? She's like her and her adopted son or biological son get like kidnapped and stuck in a basement. and They got to escape. It's like a thriller.
1: No, I didn't see that one. Yeah,
0: pretty good. Um, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't her. That was good. Maybe it was just a good movie, but I don't remember. I have to see it. It's been years, but I will say Marvel Brie Larson. Not my thing. Okay. And Instagram Brie Larson. I'm very tired of those videos. I had unfollow her. My number three, I don't necessarily like this is like a week number three because it didn't stand out to me until a a rewatch until I saw it on a list. And it's one of those things where when I looked at my list before we started, I was like, oh, that's what I picked. Like looking back, it was fine. I guess it wasn't. I, I don't know. But it's that avocados commercial where they're tailgating at the Coliseum you see that one?
1: I don't think I did.
0: It's a really funny premise where people are actually tailgating like the gladiator games outside of a Coliseum. (laughs) They're like drinking, cooking on an open fire and they're using avocado and obviously and stuff like that. So like the thought of did people at the Coliseum for the like death games, like Spartacus shit, did they tailgate like who actually started? (laughs) It's a pretty funny concept. So I guess like I mean, it's like. It was funnier in concept than it actually came out to be. But there was one part at the end that sold me that I do think held up really well. And maybe it's not original. Maybe it's been done before. But Julius Caesar was walking by the tailgate and he goes, man, I love this salad. (laughs) And I was like, the birth of the Caesar salad. Got it. Hilarious. That's That's good. So that part alone was like, if I had to isolate one part, that was it.
1: No, and, and I so my number two is basically that it it was like that one part of that trailer that kind of made like the same thing. My whole I think my whole list is like that one part is cockle doodle dude. My number two is I went with the GM commercial, the one with the Sopranos, the, the one the, with Doctor Evil. Yeah, dude, I I love again. I, I I do. We all know Mike Myers' the movies. I still think they're great, even though they're goofy as shit. But he brought back you know Seth Green. Rob Lowe's back is number two. The uh, other actress who was the screaming lady who was who was great. But my favorite part was, I refuse to be number two, number two. Mm-hmm. When he said it, I fucking lost it. Just that line. I, I was just like, you know what? I think I needed that little minute there. I've got, a Tro- uh, rest in peace, Troy, for it was Mini Me. We know he passed away a few years ago. But I thought it was a nice little cute little commercial.
0: I enjoyed it. My number two was the one I've actually. It- is the one I watched multiple times and absolutely loved until I saw my number one for the first time. But my number two is the Seth Rogen-Paul Rudd-Lays commercial. That's my number one. Is it? Look at us. Yeah. That, that. It's like... I never seen any of your movies. Even (laughs) the ones we're
1: in together. Yes. Again, it was the one line that made me laugh. That was the one I I think I bellied a little bit, you know, the most.
0: I thought it was funny. I did not see the demon woman being his wife at the altar. I thought that shit was hilarious. It was good. She said yes, that means yes. Like I thought they did that really, really well. I thought it was actually legitimately scary, good makeup for the for the demon. And when they came into the house, and she like ran in, like goes into the camera real quick, it got me a little spooked. So I thought it was just really well done. Um, And yeah, so that would be number two. Funny that it's your number one because my number one's the Doctor Evil GM commercial.
1: Oh my God, we just switched it. That's Uh
0: great. And uh, think about like how many commercials there were, and then those two were our one and two, which speaks to it was probably more of a quantity versus quality. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I, I did think that the Schwarzenegger one I thought that was
0: like it was, it was okay it but okay. was it wasn't fine. enough to make the list uh, I, there, so the reason I love the GM commercial I'm glad you didn't mention it uh, so when he's talking about baby Kyle and Dr. Evil goes they hit the Scott button Frail smacks him in the fucking With the little whip thing, and like it's such a good callback to the movies where she would do it, and then go bring in the class.
1: (laughs) From that to screaming, to me, everything was was perfect. It was you know maybe we'll probably never get another movie, but we did get another minute commercial,
0: and I think that's enough. Like I don't need another movie. Look at what Dumb and Dumber did, and all that. Yeah, just it's too much. But a minute ad because there's an extended version with a lot of good stuff in it that that wasn't in the original ad. So 60 seconds. So like, there's a lot of good stuff. If you didn't catch the full version, check it out on YouTube. It's actually pretty darn entertaining. And again, that one minute I'm now good on Dr. Evil and that group for a while. I'm glad they brought Rob Lowe back and um, the original actress who played Frau and even number two and or not number two. Yeah. Number
1: two is, is Rob Lowe. Yeah. The well, other, Seth the green, older Seth guy.
0: Green. Yeah. No, Seth green too, but like the older guy who plays, his like, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, but the the fourth or fifth person, and but we didn't see Austin, which is fine. If we maybe get an Austin Powers commercial next year for GM, and that kind of rounds out the story, that would be fun. But that's kind of where I'm at. So a a year with a lot of commercials, but not a lot of great ones, because we had our one and two being the same. But I think overall, those those three, I'm I'm fine with, and I'm really really psyched on those top two choices for both of us. That's that's really funny. All right, so that was our top three favorite commercials from the Super Bowl. It is time to get into all of the nerdy news, like I said. like Strap in. 40 stories, ladies and gentlemen, 25 minutes in. We're going to strap in here. TV is where we're going to start, because not only does it have the most stories, it's probably got the best. And let's start off with something we have been waiting for for a very long time. Better Call Saul's final season, season six, will premiere on AMC April eighteenth. We finally got a date and it's just two months away.
1: And a week after my birthday. I thought it was going to be a little bit later than this, because I know with the show they had a bunch of COVID delays, and you had Bob Bonekart's onset collapse, which that was delayed a few months, and um so I'm I'm happy I'm actually you're seeing a lot of shows starting to do this like two drop format. Now here here's the first six, here's the first seven, and then the next one. Well, we didn't even later. we didn't
0: actually announce that yet. We didn't talk about that yet, but yeah, they're doing okay. that's what, how that's how they're rolling it out. is over two parts.
1: Now who, who would like, I wonder who originally started that. Like I know like honor, like Entourage did like season three, like part a, part B. I, I was- believe,
0: I believe the Sopranos came out in two six season six, came out in two parts. I know breaking bad did
1: good. Cause um, it was all because of the writer's strike.
0: No, that was season one. They act. they did the season five thing in two parts on purpose. Um, I, I feel like the Sopranos did. I don't know the first show that broke up the final season, but like we see movies do it all the time with the final chapter end game and infinity war deathly hollows part one, part two, like a lot of, and they release them quickly after another, just a year yeah, in yeah. between them for the movies and in TV, we're going to get uh, two parts for this one. April 18th is going to be the first seven episodes. And then the final six episodes will be July 11th. So, A little bit of a wait there. I was thinking June. They usually do about two months. Like Ozark is probably going to be in April. Um, We'll talk about another show up next. AMC, because they're cable and not a streamer, they probably, The Walking Dead does mid-season shit all the time, Grey's Anatomy. It's like a ton of shows do it. Um, I didn't think we'd have to wait that long. But when you think about it, because it's AMC and they don't drop them all at once and they will do one a week, april 18th you fast forward seven weeks you're into june so really it's only about a month off so it actually the timing does work out which is nice because it's not all dropped at once so that actually does make a lot of sense yeah we only have to wait about a month between parts one and two um so there you go april 18th and july 11th
1: and where they left off of season five like i am so hyped to dive back in i like on twitter i've been seeing like little character like the little snippets of like Gus Ring will be back in season six, obviously. The twins, Tony, yeah, the twins, Tony Dalton, Michael man we all know them guys are being back. It's you know, it's it's to me, it's like it's their swan song. It's I feel like this is like the gift that kept on giving. Like Breaking Bad with, ended with five seasons, we got the movie, and then just from that, we got six seasons from this. So it's like I feel like hopefully after this, they can kind of the you know the Better Call Saul Breaking Bad like that saga I feel like it
0: finally come to a close. And what it is, is it's one of the greatest universes of all time. Like you said, finally getting its end game. And what I feel like it's going to do is it's going to answer the questions we've been yearning for. What is the thing that put Jimmy McGill over the top into that transformation of Saul Goodman? What happens and how does he end up in the Breaking Bad universe? What happens to Kim? What happens to Nacho? What happens to Lalo? We still don't know the answers to those questions. And that is amazing. We don't know for sure they're going to die. We don't know for sure they're going to live. We have no yeah. idea. And so that is really exciting. I had for years, Kim was going to move away and Nacho was going to die. And maybe so. Maybe it's Kim turns. Who who knows? It could, it could,
1: Kim. It could be Kim that bites, you know, that, to, you know, someone, I feel like almost like Jimmy saw like someone, he has to lose somebody and it, it makes sense for him. What What's going to make him go over that edge
0: is Kim, right? Kim is lives. the moral compass for him. Yeah. And, if, and if she goes, then he has nothing really to be a good, decent guy for, you know, I don't want to give away spoilers for other seasons, but there have been multiple characters in the show that he has lost. So I feel like it's already been boiling and now to finally boil over. I cannot wait I've said it a million times on this podcast and I'll end it with this again. If Breaking Bad was an 11 out of 10 television show, Better Call Saul's a 10 out of 10. 10 out it, of 10. It's so good. And real
1: quick, I see the episode before the finale, which is usually sometimes the big one, which is being is written and directed by Vince Gilligan, which is great. That's yeah, great so I, I just feel i always want to note that because there's always that episode before that's the banger
0: the so. penultimate episode tends to be the big one we saw that it was supposed to be that way in game of thrones season eight but game of thrones was really like popular with that the red wedding was episode nine yeah. the beheading yeah. was episode nine they tend to do that and ozymaneus which is breaking bad's greatest episode is the second to last episode um before the finale which by the way i thought the finale for breaking bad was great i actually think it it's
1: even eight years later, it's a, it's it's a, ten, later, out t- it's a 10 out of 10. Episode. It
0: still ends perfectly. So I'm hoping that this nails the ending because they are just getting you ready for Breaking Bad. Technically, um, I mean, it is kind of a prequel series. So what I'm excited for is my wife, after five years, finally said she'll watch it with me. So we're going to do- look. Love that. Yeah, we're going to do a rewatch and hopefully we're done before April 18th. So. And,
1: and one thing I liked, uh, the finale of season six will be directed by Peter Gould, who's been he created it with Vince Gilligan. So I thought that's awesome. Them two basically just get to end it right after each
0: other. Yeah. So for you Better Call Saul fans, the Breaking Bad Universe fans, I believe all the first five seasons are on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it. Yeah, they are. Catch up. It's worth it. It's just a phenomenal TV show. Another other thing on Netflix that we've been waiting to hear for literally Years, I believe it'll be three years since the season three happened. I think that was 2019, July of 19. Uh, Stranger Things 4 finally has a release date. Again, a two-parter. Part one, May 27th on Netflix. Part two, July 1st. So again, just about a month, just like Better Call Saul. But the difference is, Stranger Things releases all their episodes at once.
1: And, and we devour them. Usually, we don't last, you know, I feel like, what's it's five episodes? That's, what, max two days?
0: It's the very rare show for me where I do enjoy a binge, and I would yeah. finish it day one. That is, like, one of the only shows I finish day one. Ozark yeah, even took me, like, a week.
1: And it's, it's five episodes. It's quick, and there's only going to have four on the back end. Uh, that, like, that, to me, that the back end is going to be, that's one sitting
0: for real like you get clear get clear your schedule get the kids to grandma's and have a night to your damn self and finish the whole series uh because we now know that season four or stranger things four will have a runtime of almost double any previous season so you're looking for hour plus episodes almost every single time and the show per the duffer brothers which are the creators Will end next season, not this season. Next season with season five, like you and I have speculated for years.
1: We love that perfect five seasons, like just like Breaking Bad, it ran for five seasons. I think that's a solid run. Again, these kids are freaking—they're already like eighteen years old. That we you know they're they definitely their growth spurts. There is almost no way of believing that they're still kids anymore. But I, I'm interested to see where the hell they go for season four.
0: It is one of those things where when you start a television show with children you not even teenagers children then you make the decision of it not being a show with longevity unless you do it like degrassi where you're telling the story of them in middle school then high school then college normally it doesn't work so well this is a diff- this is a story where it's only taking place over a couple of years yet these actors have re- aged what Seven years?
1: And you gotta think it was like COVID, so it was like, you, this is like a two year span, so like, I'm sure that... Like, three. I'm
0: wondering... It's a three year span.
1: Oh yeah, I, I get so it. So, like, I'm worried about, like, reshoots and stuff, like, like, wait a minute, he looks three inches taller from this scene, to <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it gonna be that big of a change?
0: There, uh, I mean, you saw it with Ozark. Jonah is distinguishably yeah. a giant human now, and in fucking season three, he wasn't. So you're yeah. seeing it, what you know time does to us all we get older some people like me get fatter um but you know others age gracefully like you and so (laughs) oh stop (laughs) so like millie bobby brown like when the show first started she looked 11 now she looks like she's 18 so like it's it is gotta be that makeup's but gotta be great you gotta be on the ball for that which is not to like gush about it, but what I appreciate about yellow jackets is it takes place in two timelines. So you don't have to like spend too much time in the 19 months in the woods. And so like aging for the teen versions, isn't as drastic Uh, plus all those actors are in their twenties anyway. So it's not that big of a deal, but I'm just using a small comparison. When you make a show with a kid, you got to worry about aging simple as that. And so I'm ready for this show to end because it's been three years uh, since our last, Look at it. So these last what 18 probably episodes, what we get nine and nine, probably. Yeah, no, that's, probably, that's what I'm thinking. so I, I bet you will have you know somewhere between 18 and 20 more episodes with these folks. I hope that they can get Stranger Things 5 done in just a year turnaround time. I hope we don't have to wait two to three more years, but if we do, you know, I'm sure we're gonna have to accept it. I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. Now we're gonna get into some impressions of some of the trailers from the Super Bowl, which were admittedly some of the high points for me. I'm going to open this first one up to you because I don't care as much. But the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, got a teaser trailer at the Super Bowl. What did you think?
1: Again, it was just a teaser. Nothing was really, you know, too much was thrown at us. But I think it
0: was only like a minute long.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was quick. Uh, I, I, no, no characters jump out at me. Like, nothing like, oh, I recognize this one. I didn't know this one. But it's just... But getting back into that world, again, this happens thousands of years before The Hobbit, before Lord of the Rings. Um, You know, they didn't show, like, you didn't see Sauron or anything like that, or at least if he did, I I don't know who he was. But it's basically going to be the how he, I guess, formed everything, how this came to be, how Lord Sauron became the power. And I'm just interested to see, like, the special effects, because you know Amazon threw so much money at this. I would invested. They're probably are going to have at least a billion dollars in this show. Hopefully, they get the movie rights that they can continue it. But again, we still have to wait till September. I'll hope have to be more patient. Wait for actually like a, a full trailer besides a little teaser. But from what what I saw, I liked
0: because I don't have any attachment. To the Lord of the Rings franchise and aren't able to pick up Easter eggs and have no idea, you know, if there is a hint of ancestry or other character appearances or anything like that. I go into this completely blind and I was fine with what I was shown. To me, it just looks like another fantasy show because I don't have the attachment to that franchise, which is okay. I mean, like, if I did, maybe I'd be able to pick out like the world or something like that a little better, but I can't and if i want a fantasy show i could go anywhere any streaming service has 20 of them and so like from that aspect yeah it's just another thing to me it didn't like blow my socks off because i just don't have the attachment but in terms of production value in terms of visuals in terms of that cachet from having the name yes i am absolutely excited to be able to dive into this world because who the fuck part of my language would have thought that Lord of the Rings of all things would have ended up on prime. That's so crazy. Even those bastards just went up 20 extra dollars a year. um, That's probably why to pay for this goddamn show. I'm (laughs) telling you (laughs) Uh, nuts. Absolutely nuts. You have a billion subscribers. And you,
1: and you still never watched the Lord of the Rings or
0: I am now, I was 45 minutes into it. The first movie about a month ago. I am now proud to say that I got done all three additional minutes and i'm at 48 jesus christ what i'm slacking dude strange. i turn it on i turn it on and then i'm like oh i'm a squirrel oh this thing came out oh i gotta watch this you know me i just prefer you, watching you, you just
1: have to put you literally have to put your phone on silent and that's oh it ain't
0: that it ain't the phone it's just my attention span for wanting to watch tv as opposed to a movie i put on that american underdog movie about kurt warner this morning uh, as i'm hanging out with my my daughter as she's sleeping in the morning and I got half like half hour into it, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna go watch something on Apple TV Plus." I just that's what I felt like doing. This wasn't all
1: right, hey, It Wasn't for you.
0: Um, all right. What about this one? Whoo, it was so good. I'll say it up front. We got a second look at Moon Knight. Another like teaser trailer. It wasn't a full two minute John. Um, but what'd you think of the new look at Moon Knight?
1: Again, they we had that. They showed you what the picture of I think it, was, it might have been the picture of Mr. Knight of him in the business suit. Yeah. And what I've always said about that, again, I wasn't a fan of the Mr. Knight persona because he went out crime fighting like that. I, I if if that if he wants to have it as Mr. Knight persona as like a Stephen Grant, Jay Glockley, something like that, to me that's fine. But when you go out and you fight, you know, criminals, you have to have your badass moon Knight suit suit and, and what we shown. When he jumped in the air and his kind of cape was like the the crescent moon, I I thought that was freaking awesome. I'm 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 just ready to dive in. We're we're a month away. I've been call, calling for a Moon night show. I feel like since we started this podcast, freaking four years ago, six years, six years. It's, it it all blends. Together. I don't even know anything anymore. Do you even but, listen
0: yourself when you talk,
1: <laughs> dude? I, at this point, I don't know. But I I'm so <laughs> excited to see Oscar Isaac because again. What was the last we, we saw? He was Apocalypse, and he was he he was horrible in the X Men Apocalypse. It's one of the worst X Men movies they ever made. And to get his redemption, playing Moon Knight, I I just hope they get his psyche right and they dive in. Um, and and from what I I heard, and and what's being speculated that Ethan Hawke. When I guess his character, I guess someone had only the subtitles and they said his character's name was Arthur Harrow, which is a character in um, the Moon Knight run, the older run. So people are thinking if maybe they kind of combined Arthur Harrow with kind of like the sun god possibly. So we'll see what that goes. But I I can't wait to dive in.
0: What if one of Moon Knight's personalities is Poe Dameron?
1: Uh, I mean... What
0: about that crossover? How do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, there's a freaking comic run where Moon Knight thinks he's uh, Captain America, Spider-Man. So, I mean, you know, shit, he's crazy, so maybe (laughs) it could happen. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I agree with you from what we saw. Now, again, all teasers and trailers are very carefully edited. They know exactly what they're showing us, exactly what they're doing, but from the looks of it, it does seem that he will use his full suit to crime fight when he's fighting werewolf by night or whatever, uh, or at least a werewolf in that closed off hallway it looks to be that suit when he's jumping across rooftops it looks to be that suit i wouldn't be shocked if just like the business suit is like he's just getting i wouldn't be surprised if it's a montage of him getting ready to go fight crime and it's just one of the things that he shows i don't know but kevin feige and oscar isaac both had said this is going to be training wheels off like we're gonna go pretty hard with this show and i and you know turn that dial up so i'm hoping we get that daredevil-esque kind of tone and grit to it because not only does disney plus need it we need it
1: again and uh, i think feige knows that if you didn't have that you'd be doing moon Knight and the fans and in injustice and real quick i do have to say f murray abraham is the voice of Conchu. you know he was in Scarface, um a homeland just to, you know just just them two alone should be enough just to get hype for him but i am so excited for this show it, it's Marvel, please don't do me dirty. That's all I can say.
0: A show that a few of our listeners, a number of them, are excited for, myself included, is the Cuphead Show, which very sneakily uh, is about to be here, if it's not already. And um, we have the review for it from IGN before I read that. And it's what a fantastic game, what a fantastic universe. And we got our first look at the show. They showed us multiple clips of it. And, like, to think that that beautiful, just wonderful game is now a show on Netflix is just wild. But IGN says, the Cuphead show captures the essence of the popular game, giving fans old and new a surreal, exhilarating, chaotic, and all-around fun throwback cartoon with memorable characters and stunning animation. After Arcane and Castlevania, it's another feather in Netflix cap for stellar video game adaptations.
1: What was that nine out of ten?
0: It is a nine out of ten. And when we get to the movie section, this review is why I hang my hat and give faith in Netflix for video game properties. That's what I'll say. Oh, yeah. t- you gotta hope till, till you we get to movies.
1: hope and pray, my friend. Uh,
0: the Marvel Netflix shows. Speaking of that, when we talked about Moon Knight and Daredevil and stuff like that, so Daredevil, The Punisher, Jessica Jones, The Defenders, the other one with the guy with the fist made of iron, uh, and uh, Luke Cage. Uh, They are leaving the service on March 1st. And
1: uh, I'm actually surprised that they, because I know they left for a while, then they came back and this is their last hurrah. I don't think they'll be back on um, Netflix after this. I think after this, what they got to go to Disney plus, right?
0: Yeah. So the speculation I had put out there on our social media, and I'm trying to pull up the post right now so I can read it word for word. But uh, the speculation that I put out there was I would assume Disney plus, and we actually had a commenter, um, who is a good friend of ours, he had said, well, I think it's going to be on Hulu, which isn't a bad idea, but uh, here it is. But he said, I think Hulu because Disney also owns that, but that's where most of the adult content goes. So I had thought it's a good point. So I said, it's a good thought and totally possible, but I'm putting my money on Disney plus. They recently announced star, uh, which if you forgot, Pretty much everyone did um, star is the section of Disney plus. So like when you go in the app, it's got Marvel star Wars, discovery animal planet. And you're going to yeah. see something now called star. And what that is, is where it's going to house its mature content. So Die Hard, lost 24 Atlanta, All of that mature content is going to be there starting March, or I'm sorry, starting February 23rd. So, right before they expire on Netflix. So, you get a week of Star to go ahead and binge Lost, which is what I'm going to do. I've been wanting to watch that show for years. So, I'm going to do that. Uh, And I think on March 1st, maybe shortly thereafter, I don't know if there's an NDA or if there's a, um, not an NDA, if there's a, like a no compete where they can't go into another service for a little while. But I would expect the next home is the Star version. Of Disney Plus, because that's where that mature content is going to be. And none of those shows are, you know, uh, too mature for where they're going to house that type of thing.
1: So I assume that's where Moon Knight's going to go then, right?
0: Um, That's a really good question. I didn't think about that. I almost feel like if you put Moon Knight on Star, you lose a lot of potential viewers from just an advertising perspective. I would assume maybe like, you know, when you go on the app and they got those big giant bubbles at the top that scroll i think maybe it'll be in there and then like the new to disney plus section because new to disney plus has the espn 30 for 30s that have been coming out lately on there and like all that shit so i think that's where you're going to see it but yeah i think maybe to access it it might not be in the marvel tv section it might actually be in star it's a really good point because it'll be march 30th so it'll be well after um that's a really good question i don't i don't know now i'm intrigued they haven't said anything
1: we'll have to wait till march 30th and find out
0: yeah maybe maybe when they announce star or maybe when they launch star there'll be a coming soon section inside star and maybe we'll know then but that's a really good question i I don't know but that's my guess as to where the marvel shows are gonna be so um if you if you don't have disney plus i mean it just keeps getting better and better so that's what I would say. Uh, here's some somber news. The Last of Us on HBO will not premiere in 2022. That is not speculation. That is HBO confirming that and saying they're aiming for a 2023 release. Shit, I, they're still filming, by the
1: way. I, I mean, I, exactly. Like, we, we shouldn't be upset with this, right? Like, we, we knew this would happen.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't man.
1: have expected it for 20. That was way too fast of a turnaround for doing a, a, a big of a show
0: that of lasted six, a six months after filming is generally the time frame. Craig Mazin just put out a tweet today asking for an actor. Yeah, um, I saw that. So they're still, they're still looking for people to film. And if you think about them being done filming sometime this month, six months is still September. Even next month, six months is October. Even next month, November. So there was time in the typical six month turnaround so that tells me you know that they're going to really treat this show with respect take its time take their time with it put a lot of post into it put a lot of effect into it because you do have clickers that are going to need a lot of cgi and if you do bloaters and runners hell i'm hoping one day we get the rat king from the last of us part two um i think that they're going to treat the show with respect which is good by me so as bad as it is I'm willing to wait. And,
1: and I think we will get that, villain. just because, again, you don't make this show just to make one season. I think when you plan this show, you're going to have at least a three, four, five season arc. And, and just the, the love, the, the fan base that's behind this game, we're, we're going to get the maximum amount of seasons.
0: And speaking of video game TV shows with multiple seasons, the Halo series on Paramount Plus has received an early season two renewal.
1: Again, I know that they dumped a lot of money in the first season. It's good. It's good to see that they're putting faith in behind what their their first season. They are putting that. They're saying, hey, you guys are going to like it. We got you with a second season. Let's just hope it pays off. I would hate to see if it's absolute dog shit and then you're stuck with a second season.
0: So CBS Viacom had their earnings call like every other company in the world right around this time of year. And uh, they announced a rebrand. So it's no longer going to be CBS Viacom. They are going with the name Paramount. like They are now Paramount as the parent company, which makes sense because now Paramount Plus just carries a little bit more extra weight. This to me was a play for the investors. This to me was, don't worry, team. We're doing this. You can believe in us. Paramount Plus might not be off to the start that you're wait- like that you've been hoping for as an investor, but just you wait until March when Halo drops. We're already renewing it now. I mean, that that trailer sure didn't look like a lot of money was dumped into it. It looked very wonky, to say the least. I mean, like I it was a
1: sci-fi channel. Yeah, I, I, I
0: wasn't overly impressed with it. So I was impressed with the costume design. But that's pretty much it. Uh, the action, we'll see. Maybe it, maybe it, it will surprise us. Who knows? Because it's still a little bit away. But uh, about a month. But. To know that it's getting a season two, just it makes the stick, it makes your customer base stickier because the Halo fan, it doesn't matter if the show's good or bad, they're going to watch it and they're going to be excited for a season two because if it sucks, they'll say, Oh, well, here's season two, there's redemption, and they're gonna have to wait a year minimum, probably two. And that's where the stickiness comes in because oh, I could cancel it, but Halo's coming back next year. So let me just keep my subscription and keep yeah. paying that seven bucks a month. So when you announce things early like that that you know are gonna bring in subscribers, because you know Xbox is gonna promote this thing, you know, you know, they're gonna go kind of all out to like get this out into hands, it's gonna be a driver for subscriptions bigger than any other series they have, or at least original series. So to me, it's more of a I want to make my customer sticky and not cancel right after the first season. If we don't know now it's coming back, they might stay with us just because of season two.
1: I mean, it just sucks that it's on Paramount Plus. I guess I'll just have to get a little free subscription or something for 30 days, or or
0: at least I need to give you you a seven. So you might want to wait till the show's out and then binge it with a a free seven. Um, They offered me a sweet deal before I left when I had it for four days and then canceled. They said like, We'll give it to you for like $3.99 or something like that for six months. And I was like, ah, no, but I'll go well, back I mean, to it eventually.
1: Well, I'll pay if it, if they give me some deal like that, I'll pay four bucks to, to watch Halo Out.
0: Yeah, no and it's, it's good. I mean, it, it's got a lot of great content. The old Nickelodeon stuff alone is wild. To watch Gullah Gullah Island every episode again is just a wild experience, man. <laughs> it was great. I loved every second. But then I canceled it. I think another play too for them for Paramount during this investor call was again to drive the customers to give you something probably between season 1 and 2 of Halo. Sonic is getting a Paramount Plus series and it will feature Idris Elba's Knuckles.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of just shocked that he's getting his own uh, you know like uh, Knuckles is getting the love. I think he well, deserves We don't we don't Knuckles. know
0: we don't know his role in the second movie yet, so we can't really
1: Yeah, so the only thing, the trailers, it looks like Jim Carrey gets him to fight Sonic or something like that. Then obviously we know that's not going to last, but that's kind of what's going in for at least the second movie. Again, who would have thought we're getting the third movie and a spin-off freaking show?
0: Yeah, and and, and like... It's a tale as old as time. We've seen it told a million times. We know Knuckles is kind of a badass, kind of an anti-hero, kind of this, that, and the other, kind of sways both ways on that side of the fence. So he'll start off with Jim Carrey as the evil Echidna and then yep. eventually kind of sway over. And like to be able to get his other spinoff, I wonder what that's going to be like, because are you going to bring in Ben Schwartz's Sonic? Are you going to bring in Jim Carrey's Robotnik for a Paramount Plus series? It's interesting to think if it's possible, I would think it's probably more of a boba Fett Mandalorian thing where they do maybe one episode cameos to kind of get the hype going, but I think that Knuckles will have his his own adventure for this series, I would say
1: yeah again in, in this movie i'm just I'm just happy to see we're getting Sonic Tales and, and knuckles we're having everyone in the second one just I, I'm, I'm just shocked that the first one made such a success to get a second third and now spin off TV show
0: I think this the the last time I was in a movie theater was still for Sonic 1, February just,
1: It's just good to see Sonic getting some love, man. Um love that. We,
0: The pandemic's been going on so long, we have two Sonic movies. <laughs> I
1: know, which is nuts.
0: <laughs> and an announcement of a third, which we'll get to uh, in the movie section. Michael Rappaport has been cast in season two of Only Murders in the Building. And for me, when I think of a better casting for a better actor and a better show, I can't. This is the absolute most perfect casting. You get that dirty, you know, like rotten Michael Rapaport. He can be a fan. If he's a villain or like at least not a, if he's like a shady guy, man, what a perfect part he would play. It's the perfect show for him. If you haven't seen only murders in the building is one of my top 12 shows of 2021. It's absolutely fantastic from a murder mystery, from a thriller and comedy standpoint. It's great. Steve Martin, Martin short, Selena Gomez, fantastic add michael rapaport to that i am all in cannot wait for season two
1: yeah and, and you spoke very highly on that season so one of our news.
0: yeah one of our listeners the corner view i think it was his number three or number two show maybe even number one it was in his top three of the year he absolutely loved that show it's just it's so good if you like murder mysteries peaky blinders season six has a bbc very important to note bbc release date over in the uk of two twenty seven, so uh, ten days. I
1: mean, great for everyone over over the pond. We will have to wait a little bit longer. Usually, I I don't think Netflix gets it till the entire um season's done. Then I think it drops all on Netflix. Um, also, how, I, once how I- long
0: is that wait between the Netflix. final episode and the and the Netflix?
1: I, I think they I think there are one episode a week over there. Um, As as soon as, obviously, as soon as I see a date or hear anything on Netflix, of course, I'll let everyone know. But I'm reading something now that was saying that Series 6, that that's going to be the end. And then I see Knight Knight the Creator, Stephen Knight, clarified after the year-long production hiatus that it's been decided to produce a movie in place of a seventh television series. So so, so it's looking like after this Series 6, there will potentially be a movie. Um, and the only other thing of note for this uh, Series 6 is the actress Helen McCrory. She passed away last year with her battle of cancer. So um, it's unknown if she filmed any of her scenes as Polly or um, if, you know, obviously if they had that, obviously if you cut her out of the show or just kind of write her out or whatever. But um, truly, one, this is one of my favorite shows on Netflix. Uh, Killian Murphy is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see Billy Kimba. And be back in Peaky Blinders.
0: I would think May. Uh, it, it's that would be a couple weeks after the six episode run is done. Maybe about a month or so between it's done, and then what? Stranger Things hits. What did I say? May or April, right? May twenty seventh. So that's your Peaky Blinders is like your big giant early May. And then Stranger Things is your end of May. And there's your two big TV releases for May for Strange or for Netflix. I don't know. That's my dumb speculation, having no idea how that would work. Uh, but 227 on BBC. So if you have a VPN or something like that, and you can get it. BBC. That, that's your way around it. There you go. Um, so let's move on. A lot of shows have been renewed. So let's kind of run through those. Peacemaker has been now officially signed for season two as the season one premiere. Just ended the day we record this. We'll give our season one overall thoughts on episode 272 next week.
1: And again, so well-deserved. Uh, James Gunn, who wrote this show in quarantine, out of boredom, he said, and I I would say eight episodes. I think he was eight for eight uh, for at least the finale. I would try to avoid Twitter. I'm, I I've see it all over the place, thankfully. I, I've seen the episode, but just just be careful if you're on social media try to get this reaction just live i I don't want to spoil it for you
0: yeah um it was great i think there was one episode where i was like "Mm, it's it's okay but still better than most tv uh but i think you're you're right overall eight for eight pretty much nailed it all um I would say seven for eight because I haven't seen the the finale just yet. So I got to wait. But from everything you've told me without spoilers, it is very, very good. So great to know that we're going to get more Peacemaker. I love when these types of shows where you – it was like a drunken idea one night or written out of boredom becomes a smash hit and gets a season two renewal. It's just a great sign.
1: From a show no one was asking for, no one called for, and it's a smash hit. Now, not everyone I see on Twitter. Thank God it got a second season. Like, it would have been horrible if it just got canceled. You know, you always want to see the underdogs win.
0: And it's cool because James Gunn will write and direct the entirety of season two as well. So we're going to get more of the same, more of the same wackiness. It's it it uses music to its advantage very well as a lot of James Gunn properties do. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I mean, like, there are parts.
1: I I think I love all his movie's soundtracks. I, I don't think he's missed.
0: He he really hasn't. And so. Excuse me, it is late and I'm tired. Um, yeah, I, I think, think this is just another show that HBO Max found another hit, so I'm very excited for that one. Showtime has renewed billions for season seven.
1: I, I'm still slack, and I only watched half of season six, so I didn't see how that ended yet. But I cannot wait. I, I love the first. So I, I don't. I can't say season six. At least the first five seasons I love so far because I, I might have to rewatch six because I, I kind of forget what the hell happened. But Paul Giamatti, Damian Lewis. Absolutely love the cast. I cannot wait to dive back into this world. So, Amy, if you've seen Succession, I feel like Succession, they watched a few seasons of Billions, and then Succession came out.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. Succession's only on season three. This is going to be on season seven. So,
1: I, I mean, from what – I've never seen Succession, but from what everyone tells me, uh, like, it, you're, you're describing <laughs> Billions.
0: Um, I haven't seen Billions, so I can't make that distinction. Yeah. Succession. Season one was a 10 out of 10. It's tapered off a little bit. And I'm actually in the minority who thinks season three was not very good. It was on my, it was like number 21 on my top 21 or something like that. When we did that big giant list at the end of the year, I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but overall succession. Very good. So I have a feeling I would like billions. Hey, it's almost one of Showtime's best shows. When you think about yellow jackets, which I'm joking, but by the way, we never reported on this podcast that yellow jackets was renewed for season two. That was back in December. I believe maybe January when that happened for some reason, I never put it in the notes.
1: So that's kind of funny.
0: If you missed it, yellow jackets also renewed for season two, that most likely 2023. Hopefully though, it can sneak out this year. Uh, Dave on FX has been renewed for season three after what I thought was a decent start to season two, but a really good ending. I thought the last three episodes were great um, it really felt like Dave again, although I don't think anything is going to touch season one. That is a really
1: Dave, good season. Season one was fantastic. Again, I'm slack. I didn't even start season two yet, but it's good to see Dave get some luck
0: where season one. You felt like it had an overarching plot and it wasn't just like a week to week show. Dave season two almost felt like it was a plot of the week type show with like a, it connected and there was an overarching theme to the season. And like, he's trying to accomplish the thing that he's trying to do, which is put out a record record deal. Yeah, he's trying to do that, but it doesn't feel like it's a cohesive, like a cohesive flow to the season where episode one, you had the alley storyline. You had trying to get signed storyline. You had just making music in general. You had a bunch of different connecting storylines where this one felt a little bit different when his eventual penis, which is a fucking hilarious uh, record name, the Zenith of penis penis comes, does kind of come to fruition. That's when I feel like the season really picks up. So those last three episodes, including Ali's song is phenomenal. And the finale is really, really strong. Episode nine. There's something in there that scared the shit out of me. Sam, when you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right.
1: I look forward to it. Uh,
0: something I'm not looking forward to how I met your father has been renewed for season two at Hulu.
1: Why? Why? Well, I, I, I still can't believe it's even got a first season. Like this is the second attempt at this show, ain't it?
0: Uh, it's like I think that 90s show is like his second attempt at that. This one, I feel like if it was its second attempt, the first one never saw the light of day and it got canceled or shit. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Let me tell you a little story about a man named Jed. This show came out and now it's dead because I don't give a fuck. I told you this already. So this isn't a joke to you, but I will tell our listeners. I watched this shit show and there is a real life episode with a real life joke of they're cutting a tomato and they say, Something along the lines of this tomato is rotten. It is 0% fresh. And I'm like off. It's one of those moments like the pudding or the cereal in Walking Dead episode four. Turn it the fuck off or up season four. You turn it off and you never go back. I'm done. I'm out. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, South Park will be leaving HBO Max and going fully exclusive to Paramount Plus, which is huge news but they're doing it in 2025 because that's when the contract of HBO max runs out.
1: And we'll probably forget about that. And and if we're still going somehow by then we'll talk about it in 2025.
0: The show's never going to die. It's like the Simpsons. It's never going to die because it is such a moneymaker. They have the 14 paramount plus exclusive movies, three of which already came out. They're, two of them are really funny post and
1: they, they signed that crazy deal. So, they have to make yeah. for like at least the next five years. Yeah. I feel least. like
0: it's, uh, it's definitely they're tied to that franchise for life. Um, the, the post COVID was, was fucking hilarious. The two specials on post COVID where they, they go into the future and you see Cartman as an adult and like, well, really all of them, but COVID lasted like 20 years or 30 years in the Jeez. show and so they rewind and like COVID is over and they're all old people it's it's wild and like Cartman's married with two little shitty kids and like he's a really good guy now he's like a rabbi so- Oh my god! <laughs> so it's wild to think that too and Beavis and Butthead is also getting like a revival I think movie maybe even a new series as well but that too and it's 200 episodes or whatever it is is gonna go to Paramount Plus exclusively too so if you're a stoner from the 90s you're a very happy camper <laughs> three years from now. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited. But again, who knows where it's going to be three years from now? However many new streaming services there are and the technology, because who can predict that far in the future? Yeah,
1: Paramount <laughs> Plus could be canceled by then.
0: <laughs> honestly, wouldn't shock me. Honestly, <laughs> as we move into movies, we have the review for the Uncharted film. Um, Uh-oh. I will say this. From what I've seen on Twitter and this IGN review, different in a good way from what I've seen going around like the- We just need a
1: seven. That's all we need is a seven.
0: Uncharted is a safe but serviceable sampling of a new globe-spanning adventure. As a young Nathan Drake, Tom Holland is fun to watch and has good chemistry with Mark Wahlberg's Victor Sullivan even if their antagonists are pretty forgettable and the story never really thinks outside of the treasure chest box. This should be effective in introducing the world of Uncharted to people who are new to the game and meeting Nate and friends for the first time. Although the changes it makes can be inexplicable and jarring to those of us who have spent many years and many games with these characters.
1: Just give me
0: a seven. It is a seven.
1: And that's all I need. I, I'm I I'm going in. Our both of our expectations are very low. We we love the game franchise, but we're going in. We're we're, we're looking for a six. I mean, it, it's tough to it's tough to get disappointed by there. I, there's a few scenes again. The cargo scene. Um, what we see is Dan Mustache. The chemistry
0: between them two. The pirate like, ship scene where they get lifted out. That's brand new. Never been. Yeah. Done.
1: So it's like there, there's 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 hope for this movie. There's hope.
0: I, I said it on Twitter. I just want it to be a dumb, Easter eggy like fan service y, turn your brain off movie, and I'd be fine with it. I'll get have past so- Victor Sullivan without a mustache. I'll get it past being Mark Wahlberg.
1: Have someone playing Crash in the background, and we're good. Yeah. We're good to go.
0: Yeah. I, you know, Mark Wahlberg's going to be Mark Wahlberg. That's what he does. I don't know. I do it every time. It's just what I do. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Like, <laughs> uh, we'll be fine with him as Sully. Uh, maybe in future installments he can have a mustache who knows and, but, and
1: and of course Flesher already said expressed interest in a sequel citing the car chase scene in thieves end as a set piece he would love to replicate
0: uh there are there were what eight directors on this project it was Easy. canceled seven times i believe and given new release date seven times so this movie you want to talk about development hell that's what this movie has been in so to know that it's like out right now people are seeing it and watching it as we're recording this show is kind of wild to think. So I'm definitely excited. I have a free ticket to the movie. I am not a movie theater guy, pre or post pandemic or during. You I'm can leave around. it in my mailbox
1: tomorrow or maybe I could see it this weekend. That'd be great.
0: It is digital on my phone. So I'd have to send it to you via this thing called electronic mail. But I don't know. I kind of want to go. I just don't know when I would be able to. Family I party. This use
1: it because I, I we, we, both should support it in theaters.
0: Family party this Saturday. I got, so- I coach soccer on Sundays. I, I just, I don't have stuff. time. It would have That's to stuff. be a weekday at night. And I'm telling you, man, I'm tired.
1: And, and so far, it's budget 120 million, and it made 21.5
0: so far internationally. Yeah, it got released internationally before yep. it came out. So here. it's
1: a good sign. You know, I, I think it'll make over budget. I think.
0: Yeah. Do you want to know why I'm so tired, Sam? I am 62 hours into Pokemon Legends Arceus. Jesus Christ. Uh, and I haven't even beaten the main story yet.
1: I am
0: 80. Addicted. That's 80, why you
1: have no time. You spent 60 hours playing Pokemon.
0: Uh, From 10 a, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. every night I play it in bed. So, um, and sometimes downstairs on the TV. So. Uh, uh, yes, I, uh, yeah, I've done 82 side quests and only 11 story missions. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I, out of the 242 Pokemon, I have 211 and I'm not even at the fucking credits where normally I just catch whatever and then get it all after the, I am so addicted to the catching and the getting the Pokedex stuff and the side quests that the main story can wait. I did beat the fifth boss out of five today, or I'm sorry, last night because I wanted to finally get the final flying Pokemon that I can actually fly in the sky with uh, ah, nice. and Braviary. So now I can kind of traverse all the lands and go get some cool shit. But anyway, yeah, that's why I'm so tired. Just 62 hours in, I haven't beaten the story yet. Jim and Ryan Cunningham have both beaten it. I'm slacking. Hey, they,
1: really they really want
0: to. They really want to tell me spoilers, but I, I've stayed away. Uh, let's see. The Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie got a big giant, juicy trailer. I'm telling you now, folks, there will be spoilers if you haven't seen the trailer in this movie for one cameo that I don't want to shy away from talking about. Sam, what did you think about the Doctor Strange trailer?
1: This looks like madness, and I am all for it. Sam Raimi's back. I I don't know how else you you could say it. I, I give me all the Doctor Strange variants give me the evil Doctor Strange if you watch what if you you'll know the evil Doctor Strange and kind of how he got to that point. Um I am I, very excited. I I again I guess we'll let jump right to the one. The voice that we probably were never thought we'd hear him in an MCU movie again. We heard Patrick Stewart's voice.
0: And we know Professor X now is going to be in the movie or at least we assume so based on the Back and side of his head, Um blurry. By the way, so you know he- that voice.
1: I there's no there's yeah. no replicating it. That is Charles the
0: X Men are canon in the MCU. That's just it's it feels so good to say it. It just feels so good to say.
1: I it. mean, I I don't think it's the Charles Xavier that we watch in X One X Two. I think this is a, a different variation of him being in, um, like that. Them, them leaders. I, I I I'm blanking on the word what they're called.
0: Now that the the variants. Now that they have, okay, well, now that they have, like, this multiverse effect, you can bring in the same characters, but they can be different versions of that character, so from a different timeline, this, that, and the other. So, yeah, it'll be Charles Xavier, but it won't be the one we know, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, so the way,
1: comics, it could be, like, the Illuminati, like, there's, like, he's one of the members of the Illuminati, and then there's, like, I think three or four other chairs, so that just, you know... One thing he could be there,
0: yeah. I'm not saying we're gonna get uh, uh, what's his face, Channing Tatum's canceled Cyclops or uh, or Gambit or whatever it was, or like a young Hugh Jack. I'm not saying we're getting that, but it does leave the possibility open for like Deadpool um because we know he'll make his his entrance eventually into the mcu obviously like the fantastic four we know that's gonna so like it's a really good barrier for all these like fox franchises to finally kind of come into the mcu and be canon and to be able to do that through a multiverse listen i don't like multiverses i don't like time travel but i understand to keep continuity alive in some aspects you kind of have to do it this way it's kind of the only option yeah so i understand that
1: you know and it looked like we got like a a picture of like zombie um... zombie Strange zombie scarlet witch
0: yeah oh no there was only two scarlet witches there was the good one and what we assumed to be the evil one but there wasn't a zombie one
1: well there were there was one in the background where she kind of again if you watch what if i i i think scarlet witch will be the villain of this film
0: yes i would agree too i don't know if she'll be zombified i know strange will at the point of the trailer, or at least close to it because at the point of the trailer one point he he looked like that as well we saw captain carter shield in the poster. So like we have an assumption that captain Carter will be in the, this movie too. I mean, this, this is pulling no punches. There are going to be a ton of previous Marvel Easter eggs. They could literally do whatever they want. I thought in an eight K screenshot on Twitter, I thought I saw a captain Marvel variant as a male. Um, there was, we might see Kang in some way. I mean, like I think this is where for the diehards that watched what if, and really paid attention and got into it. That's where this starts to pay off yeah. um, because that was a show I skipped and have no plan to go back to. I'm just going to go into this movie and be like,
1: all right, yeah. I'll, I'll and, figure it out. And one thing that is going to be in this movie, it was America Chavez, who is a teenager with the ability to travel between dimensions. So that's very convenient for this movie.
0: Extremely. Yeah. And it'll be the first time she makes an appearance in an MCU film. So like she was written in at the perfect time.
1: Hey, so she's got like cheat codes. So she, it all, it all works out for Marvel.
0: That's right. They can do what they want, and everybody will bitch about their movies, except they'll make a billion dollars. So, and this is probably going to be close to it. I mean, this is Doctor Strange after all, and the first oh, people one. People are
1: excited for this movie. This, yep. this this is definitely. I I would be shocked if this movie doesn't make a billion
0: dollars. Yep, and this is coming off the first one, which wasn't exactly the the gigantic hit that Marvel had hoped it was. It is more on the. Uh, smaller following like an Ant-Man, something along those lines, maybe a little bit bigger than that. The first film. So like, this is Dr. Strange's. I mean, like he was a star in infinity war. He was a star in end game. He was, he's always kind of been present in like your mind when you're watching WandaVision and Spider-Man, he was obviously in that movie. So, uh, and that's a, the third highest grossing film of all time now. So uh, yes, he is primed to break out. This movie is primed to do a billion. I have a feeling it will do just just a shade, like Joker territory, just a shade over a billion dollars. And
1: right. now everyone knows Professor X, X-Men's in here, everyone's hyped, just in case there's going to be more teases. And again, that was just the one trailer, you know that they have more under their sleeve.
0: What do you think? This is May?
1: Uh, is this May? I can't May, remember. May 6th. May, May
0: 6th. 6th. Oh, wow. For some reason, I thought 27th. I think that's actually... Stranger Things, not Dr. Strange. I'm already confusing the word strange in my mind. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we talked about episode titles, and now I already got them confused. Uh, yeah, May 6th. So pretty close, not too far away. Do you think we're going to get another like meaty trailer? Not the final 30-second TV spot. Like yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll,
1: I would say we'll probably get one more probably April, right beginning of April.
0: Yeah, I can see that too. All right, moving on. Jurassic World Dominion got a trailer. What would you think?
1: I would say the trailer alone was better than the last movie. Yeah. The last movie was terrible. I I never want to see it again.
0: How much of that is it's bringing back the old characters? No, the okay, movie?
1: Again, they, they for, for to get me back, they had to bring back the original actors from the first movie. That's how bad that last movie was. And they did That's, it. Yep. And they did it. And it's like, okay, you're, you're lucky I like Sam Neill. You
0: bastards. It's funny, though. You're right. The, in the... Two minutes of this movie, I'm already at a point where I'm like, all right, because Lost World, was it? No, Jurassic World, Lost Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom, I think, was so fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are just dinosaurs jumping off cliffs to their death, and you're just like, what am I watching it was the worst movie I of. That I think it was year. the worst
1: reviewed one out of all of them. I think too. Of, uh,
0: even more than three, which was just like that's not a good movie. I think that's that's not. Is that Lost World? No, I don't remember.
1: No, no, Lost World's two. I supposed to. I I like William H Macy. Three is a guilty pleasure. Oh
0: wow! I love is it, that the yeah. one where it starts on an island with the little girl who like goes missing in the beginning and then like the, she finds like the little rat? Well,
1: it's his son. They're missing the son. William H Macy and his yeah. They're missing their son. Yeah, gotcha.
0: Uh yeah, so this one it it did its job. I think the dinosaur effects look great. I think it's nice to see some familiar faces. Although you can't rest all your laurels on just bringing back OGs. I mean, Pokemon's done it for twenty five years, so you know yeah. I guess you can. But uh, I think it's going to like dinos in the city, man. Like it's going to be crazy. The the what they can do from environments to the way they can portray violence and the kills, if there are any from a human person, like I think there's a lot of, yeah, (laughs) I think there's a lot of meat here, pardon the pun that they could go after. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, how, if they, and like how much they kind of retcon, that second movie, like what it kind of was, like the Last Jedi. Like what are they gonna do? Well,
1: here? this movie takes place four years after the destruction of that. So right, so, so they can four years do whatever, to cope with with humans. yep.
0: they can kind of do whatever they want. It is almost like Legends Arceus. The world is learning how to live with Pokemon. It's kind of similar. Like the world yeah, just is coping some
1: dinosaurs. We can't cope
0: with. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to run into a Gyarados? I sure shit don't. Um. Yeah, man. It's it is funny. Four years of coping with dinosaurs and like learning to live with them. That that's not a long time. There will be an Indominus Rex who does eat a human being. I you can almost take that one to the bank. So looking forward to it. We got our first look at Black Adam and others from an upcoming DC film slate trailer. We're talking Doctor Fate. We're talking Hawkman. We're talking a lot. What did you think?
1: I, again, you you know what I've been waiting for this freaking whole time. I was waiting for that first look at, at Dr. Fate, and we had that. And what'd you think? I, I thought he looks amazing. I, I think he looks great. Just off the one little shot and a little dialogue that Pierce Brosnan has, you got a little bit more of, of Dwayne Johnson and Black Adam, which, again, he said there's no padding under there. That is all Dwayne Johnson. Mostly, I would say 98% of other superheroes are all padding. You know, maybe, maybe Henry Cable. That's probably about it. But again, you got the first look at Adam Smasher. Um, I thought Hawkman looked awesome. I thought Alice Hodge looks fantastic as Hulk ran, So hopefully we we'll get a good bit of that. Um, again, C- Cyclone, I don't know too much about her. So I'm interested to see kind of more of her powers. So I just, when I say Cyclone, I think of Red Tornado, another uh, DC character. That's kind of who I, I think of, Cyclone Tornado. So hopefully, I assume it's similar like that. And I know um Brosnan wore the motion capture suit for his role as Dr. Fate. I just hope that he doesn't get shot away at scream time. And I, I I would love to see even maybe like a, a little Dr. Fate against Black Adam, just just to calm him down a little bit. Did they have a little squabble or something like that? I just hope they show you just a little sliver of what Dr. Fate can do.
0: Um, this is something that I don't have a lot of familiarity with. So I'm going into these these movies, particularly Black Adam, completely blind. Um, and that has me excited. Pierce Brosnan. I agree. Looks great. We've re we really got a really close look at the, at the rocks, black Adam character, like in costume, he looks like the rock with a hood on, but I'll take it. Cause he looks good. He looks badass. So I'm definitely excited. Black Adam, probably outside of the Batman. It's up there with Dr. Strange in terms of excitement. Dr. Yeah. Strange has more like appeal because of the X-Men piece. Now that we know that. And like, it might pay off a lot of these MCU shows we spent a year watching, but black Adam is so new to me and has so many doors that could open up Shazam Superman, all of that, that I'm, I'm definitely excited for that too.
1: Yeah. And I'm reading now, obviously um, there's like black Adams films. It's supposed to be a long-term relationship with DC. Um, It looks like there's a potential for cable and Johnson to uh, appear in future projects together. He elaborated, hopefully that assuming that this is a success, Black Adam and the Justice Society of America would be would be dependent on the first film being a success and that hopefully we'll see Shazam, Superman, future rivals of Black Adam and Wonder Woman also in film. So assuming this is going to be success, usually besides Rampage, anything The Rock has touched has been gold and the hype around this movie, I, I think, starting to kind of bubble and we don't have to wait that much longer because it comes out July 29th.
0: Wow, that feels... It was teased at the original DC Fandom in October 2020, and it felt like it was miles away. I know, right? To know it—that's almost two years. Like that's crazy. Time's flying, man. Dude, I don't like it. And I love <laughs> We're it.
1: All too fast.
0: I don't want some more of it. I'll tell you. A who would have thought about this? A Wonder Twins film is in the works for HBO Max.
1: The good old Wonder Twins. I. I know them from the super friends that's kind of where I know the wonder twins of was it Zan and Jaina I remember him being him always turning into it into a bucket of water and and I think she could turn into like an any type of like animal so she was like a type of beast boy um which was I always thought kind of funny um wonder twins power will 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 it work I don't know will it activate
0: will it activate wonder twin powers activate form of glass of water like the family guy skit or whatever I can't Remember what Peter turned? I know.
1: I, I think it was oh. a bucket of water or a soap and water. It, it was something like that. It was funny. I get it. It's just out of all the out of all their properties,
0: they're going for one or twins, huh? What, wait, didn't he turn into like a bra or something so he could like be on somebody's boobs? Or something? I can't. Remember.
1: He did. Something I, it, like it's that. been a while.
0: When he turns into it, I think he goes <laughs> like. I'm pretty <laughs> and his sure, laugh and Peter's laugh. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's something to do with seeing a woman or power to be invisible or something. And he high like. He does something real funny. I think it's to to look at a female in the nude. Um, I I can't remember
1: that. No, and Peter, yeah, it's been a long time. But I mean, I'll, I'll check it out again. It's DC, we'll, we'll see what. Tell they me
0: got. Max too. Like that's like the same thing with uh, Batgirl. Like there's no reason for you not to at least check it out. Blue Beetle, we now know is going to theaters. So I don't know if it'll be simultaneous or not, but like. All this shit's coming. Even the Batman is coming 45 days after theaters to HBO Max. So like, if you have the subscription service and you're a homebody like me and you got patience and no Twitter feed, you can f- like watch this without a care in the world of spoilers. It's going to be an incredibly tough journey for me to get through 45 days of the Batman without spoilers. I'm going to feel like you have to do a spoiler cast with somebody else. For that, because I'm I don't want to wait 45 days to do a spoiler cast on that. I want I want your downloads, people. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. We'll figure that out when the Batman comes. By the way, in like just a few weeks, which is just wild insane. To think about wild to think about. Uh, Netflix has announced a new Bioshock movie. Finally, this after, is all
1: you, baby.
0: <laughs> finally, after a year of negotiations, um, there was also a first Bioshock movie that was in early development that was canned. So to know that this property is finally coming back, becoming a movie, which is a little weird. I think it's a big enough and expansive enough world to not get a film franchise, uh, like a sequel trilogy, or I'm sorry, a trilogy of films. I would have preferred a TV series, but I can say that for pretty much about anything nowadays outside of blues clues. Cause that just needs a movie to go away. That's fine with me. Blues n- blues, no way home. But, uh, I, I love this. I had mentioned it earlier that it'll come back in a few minutes when we talked about the Cuphead show and the Castlevania show um, and the Arcane show like video game properties on Netflix, not only do very well commercially, they do very, very, very well critically. And so to know that Bioshock, albeit live action, as opposed to these other three shows, which were all animated, which is definitely a new beast is is cautiously optimistic. I think if you give me a scary, thrillery, grotesque world, Rapture is the most beautiful, unique place in a video game I've ever played in and could even conceivably think it is a fucking functioning city underwater in the ocean, in the depths of the ocean. Motherfucker, ocean. I, l- I love the thought of that, like neon signs lit up under, un- under dark water so you know where you're going. Sharks and whales pass through the town as you go through the tubes. If they break and water comes in, like it's just a wild thought that all this could happen. You have splicers, the disgusting Splicers, all the powers from the big daddies and the little sisters, those grotesque little sisters. Will Jack be the main character? Will he have to save the little sisters like he does in the game? Can he sacrifice them like he does in the game? This is one of the first games I ever played with multiple endings, multiple choices you can make throughout the story. Um, uh, m- a moral compass. Do I save this little girl or do I put her out of her misery and be selfish and get all of the gains for myself? Like, there's a lot to unpack here and to be able to do it in a two hour runtime film is a little concerning but of all the streamers to be able to pull it off i think netflix has the care the budget they wouldn't negotiate with 2k for a full year for these rights if they didn't have big plans i think that a, at least a trilogy is in the works and that makes daddy very happy uh, i'm very excited Would Are
1: you I was just say, are you nervous that the film, well, they were trying to make this a movie in 2008, that it
0: just went away.
1: Drug along, drug along. They're saying that they tried to make it for $80 million, but but uh, Gore Verbinski, who did a lot of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, he's saying that you need at least $200 million to do it. And I'm reading, he's saying that in, in 2018, he was saying that the set pieces that they're still there from the. 2008 film. I wonder if they would use that at all in this Netflix or they just build something completely new.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is that budget. A lot of the budget has to go towards atmosphere because you're building a full city underwater. Yep. And if it doesn't look good, like it cannot look like deep blue sea. And
1: he, he wanted an R rating. So I wonder if you be. think, oh, so you started saying this TV show has to be has, the movie has to be R
0: rated. Has to be. I mean, this is a very dark, gory game. This is not a game okay. for children. Would you kindly give me all the Bioshock? I, I am, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to go through the roof for this. Um, I am going to see it day one, the second it's available. It's my favorite game of all time, and I have not changed that opinion since 2007. Like It's been my favorite game for 15 yeah. years.
1: Metacritic has that. A, the first game is a 96 out of 100.
0: Like That's on Metacritic. How many Metacritic overall scores from hundreds of reviews? Land at ninety six. That means that hundreds of outlets gave this a ten out of ten.
1: PS three has a ninety four. iOS is sixty eight out of one hundred. PC and Xbox three sixty both ninety six out of one
0: hundred. Yeah, the PC port was dog shit. The mobile was just dog. You could play Bioshock one on an old iPad, like the iPad you have. That's how much they've ported that game. I mean, it's on Switch. It's on uh, PS3, 4, and 5, and it started as an Xbox 360 exclusive for, I believe, a year, and the PlayStation 3 version was shit on when it came out because it was buggy, 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 and those bugs moved up to the PS4 remaster. Unfortunately, I lost my Bioshock 2 save file because of one of those bugs, and I was over halfway through the game. So... Um, Bioshock one to me is a pristine masterpiece. It's a 20 out of 10. It's the greatest game I've ever played. It's the greatest story I've ever witnessed in a video game. The twist is absolutely godlike. a phenomenal twist. I hope they do something more than just that for the film, because I don't want to know before I watch it, what's going to happen. I, like I said, I hope it's gory. I hope it's scary. I hope the splicers look good. I hope the little sisters look good, but they now they got to nail the big daddy and they've got to, absolutely got it like frank fontaine and atlas and all this they gotta nail that because if they miss on the atmosphere they're gonna miss on the rest because bioshock while a great story and great characters and great powers it is such a show that is i'm sorry a game that is absolutely elevated by its environment and its aesthetic and they have to bring that to the movie or it's gonna fail Mm. all right so there's powerful words for me for somebody who's just cautiously optimistic uh, <laughs> when we...
1: you're, you're praying for a prayer that is good. I uh, hope it is. I
0: hope just it is. just I don't I don't even need a score. Just give me something that spooks me. When I'm done watching it, I'm thinking about it. Something that sticks with me. I'd prefer a TV, but I'll take a movie. I'm very passionate about this. If you couldn't tell, folks, Bioshock. I've been asking Sam to play this game for 15 years, so I I would love it if if that ever comes to pass. I'll throw it in the old PS3. You can just put it in the old PS5. I got the PS4 remaster. Oh, there you go. Even so better. You can play it literally any second you want. I'm 2 minutes away from you from a drive. <laughs> so, Russell Crowe has joined the cast of The Craven the Hunter film.
1: And I've been reading that people are suspecting that he's the original, you know, OG Craven Hunter and that his son um will be I guess the second interpretation of Craven Hunter. So, we'll, we'll see if that's the truth or not.
0: Yeah, we know nothing else. We know no details. Yeah, we have just, nothing. Just
1: speculation. That that's that's all I got for you.
0: We just know that Russell Crowe and fighting round the world will be in Craven the Hunter. S- uh, Sam alluded to this earlier, but Sonic 3 as a film has already been greenlit. Again, this was announced during the investor call. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was not. It was announced, um, and neither was the Knuckles thing. I'm sorry. Sega came out and put out a statement saying that these two things are happening. It was the same day. As the investor call, so it might have been on the call, but Sega and the Sonic team was the actual one to put this news out there that the Sonic Three film has been greenlit and we're getting the knuckles thing. So yeah,
1: because I think when Sega did that, Ben Schwartz then he went on Twitter and said, "Hey, yep, we're getting the third one." So they, hey, that hey, that's great that they have comments in the, in the second one that they made to, to greenlit the third one and it's a freaking spinoff TV show. I I
0: can't wait because I know you didn't really enjoy the first one, but
1: the first one I I really like.
0: I mean, if Bioshock nails it, that'll be the best video game movie. And then you give me like Detective Pikachu and I'm thinking Uncharted. I feel like I'm going to like it more than I I think I might. So who knows? Just give me
1: a seven. Just give me a seven. Bam, pick it a week.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Bam, Right in the kiss. Pow. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, give me Big the Cat. Big's the Cat or Metal Sonic or, you know, something like. They they have a decent roster of characters to pull from, but they don't shadow. That's probably where they're going to go. Is shadow yeah, the head? They have
1: they have to because shadow is the main. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's probably where they're going to go with shadow. He's the, he's the villain for
0: three. Dune Part Two will begin filming this summer.
1: So I they're scheduled to come out October twentieth, twenty twenty three. Something tells me this is going to be a twenty twenty four release.
0: Filming this summer, that'll probably take a little over a month or two. Um and-
1: Dune to the scope that they that went into the first one. What did you I say October
0: of 23?
1: Yeah, it's October sure. 20, 2023. That's this it's scheduled right now to
0: come out. A full year of post-production on a sequel to a movie that already has a lot of assets built from a post-production standpoint. It's not unreasonable that that can make its date it just depends if filming goes smoothly like that's that no the,
1: delays stuff I was gonna say, no say like a COVID, injured on set a
0: COVID outbreak something like that anything's possible i that. mean
1: i i hope for a 2023 release because i really enjoyed dune i think that was number four on my list of movies of the year so i'm really looking forward to getting the full
0: story and seeing how it ends it is um it is you type you don't want to wait too too long between installments and yeah I could see it making its 2023 release I would just be quick
1: just now the quick two-year turnaround time uh,
0: I don't know we have done I mean we've waited we had a whole section of this podcast dedicated to things getting delayed so in this world that we live in currently anything's possible yeah the Lord of the Rings anime film the War of Rahrim. I remember not being able to say that when we announced that story. <laughs> Broke that story. Finally got a release date of April twelfth, baby. Oh wait. 2024.
1: I, I didn't even know that the Lord of the Rings was doing an anime film. Oh yeah, we
0: talked about it on the pod. Because I couldn't pronounce it then either.
1: Alright, so I just I'd I have to wait two years.
0: Roarim? Ro Rohorim? Roh
1: Rohirim?
0: Ra Rahirim. Ro here because I'm
1: not going. to row here I'm not going to overthink that word.
0: Ro hero might be right. R O H I R R I M. Ro hero. I mean, as, as, as long know. as
1: as long as the anime looks good, I'm I'm going to check it out.
0: I don't give a fuck. A Quiet Place Three is happening in 2025
1: I, I mean jesus christ three years i i, I still want to see two i mean one i i thought was okay just had a lot of plot holes hopefully they cleaned it up in two again my boy killian murphy's in it so i gotta give it a shot and i'm gonna take it over in gaming we got some good stories we got a review but before all that we gotta start with our favorite we got january's
0: npd yep best-selling games of January 2022. Uh, I had mentioned before there's the number one spot may surprise you for this month. So let's go over the top 20 best-selling games. Number 20, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 19, and remember, digital sales for Nintendo games not included. So this is only physical, which is still insane to think about. Hmm. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 18, Halo Infinite. Number 17, Forza Horizon 5. Nice to see those games still in lists all even though they're on Game Pass. Number 16, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 15, Mario Party Superstars. Number 14, also not a Nintendo game, but digital sales for some reason not included here either. NBA 2K22. Number 13, Minecraft. Number 12, Far Cry 6. Number 11, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Number 10, Battlefield 2042. Number nine, new to the list, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, which I believe also launched on Game Pass. So nice to see that that was there. Number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> just hangs around. Number seven, FIFA 22. Number six, the new Grand Theft Auto 5, Miles Morales. Um, I love that. I just love that that's PS5, like the PlayStation's go-to title right now. It's so cool. Number five, how about this? Up from number 146, God of War.
1: Oh, baby. Oh, that's because it came on PC.
0: Yes. Got it. <laughs> but still, it's still awesome. It Anytime
1: rock- God of War gets some love, we'll take that.
0: Dude, that's the only reason Horizon sold 20 million copies is because it hit PC and did gangbusters on there. But that's still cool. Like People are like, you see that? It's not just Nintendo games. I said, Nintendo games don't come to PC, brother. But... Yep. I'm still happy for it. God of War going from 146th to 5th is amazing. Uh, Number four, Madden NFL 22. Number three, and a similar thing to the God of War thing, Monster Hunter Rise, which I also believe got its PC version. Okay. Uh, Number two, Call of Duty Vanguard. So not number one, which is number one all the time.
1: It's got to be Pokemon.
0: Number one, Pokemon Legends Arceus.
1: It's good, dude. God, the whole time, like, there's no way it's not number one.
0: It came out on the 28th. It was only available for three days.
1: But even still, like, it's Pokemon.
0: Pokemon's digital sales, but digital sales aren't even counted. That's the beast that we're talking. Remember, Nintendo, during our last episode, tweeted out that in three days, or six days, the game did six and a half million copies. By the time we're recording this, it's over ten. It's like, disgusting. or around 10. It's
1: disgusting. The
0: game, dude, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl in two months. Those games aren't very great. They're just fine. It sold 14 million in two months. Like, Pokemon's, wow. this game's going to sell 20 million plus copies. Legend's Arceus. Wow. It's wild to think about it. And when you think about Elden Ring coming out in February. Oh, there's Ho- some bangers coming. Horizon Forbidden West out right now, February. Um, even Call of Duty. so like you have a ton of games. But I truly believe that Pokemon might still win February even without digital sales because we already know that it already sold 6.5 million and that's for six days. So you can imagine 3 million-ish uh, in those first three days. So 3.5 million already in February. Add to that all the sales it's still getting. I can truly see a world where even if it's not digital, that Pokemon still wins it. I, I the only other option to me is Elden Ring, even though it comes out on the twenty fifth. I
1: would still, I'd still bet Pokemon.
0: Elden Ring is going to be PC, both con, both big consoles, Xbox and PlayStation. So like I can see that world. I can also see uh, Cyberpunk making a return based on a story we have in a few minutes. So like, there's. A plethora of options. February is insane for gaming. It's February twenty twenty two is just awesome, but it's cool to see after just three days, Pokemon beat out Call of Duty because I'll take anything to beat out Call of Duty these days. And before I
1: hit that next story, remember I sent you that picture of Nintendo Switch that online N sixty four controller on eBay. Yeah. What do you think it ended? It it ended like what, ten minutes ago. What
0: was it when you sold it? Or when at one thirty when you sent it to me? I think it was.
1: It was like that or one twenty or something like that. It was like
0: double the price. I think it was like about one twenty one thirty. I would imagine it went for like two ten. Nah, not that
1: much. But it went or for $138.50. fifty. Yeah. One thirty eight, which 50. is still
0: double what we spent. We they retail fifty nine ninety nine, and like they, they'll be available again, folks. Like don't go through the second the the That's second crazy. Plug. Just st- stay on it. Stay on it.
1: All right, next story we, we got the big review it's finally out horizon
0: forbidden west this is a long one so stay with me a triumphant combination of enthralling combat top tier creature in character design and a captivating open world horizon forbidden west is an absolute blast and a fantastic showcase for the power of the ps5 although the return of a couple of familiar series trappings and a noticeable lack of freeform climbing never threatens to derail the enjoyment it does leave falling frustratingly short of something revolutionary Major steps have firmly been placed in the right direction, however, and there's no doubting the many, many hours of having a fun to have with Aloy, who stakes her claim further to being one of the greatest generations. I'm sorry, being one of this generation. Ca- wow, hold on, being one of this generation's greatest gaming characters. Gorilla has outdone itself yet again with Forbidden West. And at this trajectory, neither the horizon nor the skyline is the limit for what's to come next.
1: Nine out of ten? That is correct.
0: Uh, that's a,
1: that's a, what more could you ask for?
0: Yeah, it's a game that still does not speak to me. Still does not. I, you know, I tried the first one on three separate occasions and it just never clicked. That doesn't mean I won't eventually get there or even try the second one. But at a full retail price. I'm not there. I waited until PlayStation literally gave the game away for free as a part of their play at home campaign to buy the first one. And the other time I use my work points that I don't get anymore uh, Uh to get it for free. So I've never spent a single dime on this franchise. I don't plan on starting now, but I'm so psyched for the people that are hyped. CD Projekt Red Shadow Drop the
1: PS5 and Xbox Series versions of Cyberpunk.
0: Yeah, the versions I should have launched in December 2020.
1: <laughs> um, and and, and it's, the patch is fucking huge.
0: Yeah, dude. So uh, it is now officially version 1.5 of the game. So Jeez. if you don't have an internet connection, you are boned. You will be playing <laughs> the original shit PS4. ver. Now, you know what? That's probably not true. They'll come out with a physical version of these, I'm sure. So you'll probably eventually be able to, but who doesn't have an internet connection on their series SRX or PS5 nowadays, especially people old enough to play Cyberpunk. So it is free, the upgrade, which is nice. Thank you, CD Projekt, for giving us this free upgrade. It is 50 gigs. Jesus. So you know it's substantial. Um, which is what I said about like the unreal engine five stuff, that demo alone, the tech demo, the matrix was 25 gigs. Like games are going to be huge in file size as we get bigger and the hard drives aren't getting any bigger. So that's going to be trouble, but you're now at like 170 gigs or something like that for this game. If you include the base. So it's nice. It's nice to know that it is available. It's cool that they shadow dropped it in February when no other games are coming out. Um, uh, <laughs> It's, it's nice that it has its time in the sun, but that's not only it. So there is some downside to this, and that's if you're a PlayStation player, because PlayStation continues to be really fucking weird when it comes to upgrades from PS4 to PS5. They're very weird. Xbox, if you're an Xbox player for this game, you can just download the 50 gig patch onto your current file and your save files right there and all that stuff. And it just updates your game. and You're good to go. PlayStation, if you want the upgraded version, you have to delete the game, redownload the entire game, the 1.5 version, 170 gigs, all of it, and then transfer your save data into the new game. Why? Why, <laughs> PlayStation? Why? Just a silly, silly thing. They continue to not understand legacy and like how to seamlessly... Uh uh own the experience for PS4 players. So I feel bad there. Me, I didn't care enough about the game to give a shit about my save file. So when I dive back into the PS5 version, I'm happy I deleted that shit off my console. You rather start again. fresh. I'd rather start fresh. Yeah. So there's that. So that's like the one big thing that's a negative. If you own an Xbox Series X or a PS5, you'll get the um 60 FPS, you can get ray tracing. On fidelity mode, the performance mode runs really well at 60 FPS. However, if you own an Xbox Series S, there is no 60 frames per second option. It maxes out at 1440p and 30 frames per second, which isn't great. Um, But they are looking into trying to up the resolution to, I'm sorry, the frame rate to 60 frames per second on the Series S. But for the foreseeable future, probably another year, we won't have that option. So just something to keep aware of. If you wanted to play this game on series S, you will not be able to play it at 60 frames per second. Uh, With that being said, CD project red has already said we're getting free DLC. It's not expansive as I thought it would be. It's just some stuff. It's not like new story missions, a new campaign, a new whatever. It's just stuff to add to your normal game. So that doesn't appeal to me. But if you're interested, and curious into this game and you don't want to shell out the money if you've never played it before or don't own it now cd project red is offering all players a free five hour demo wow you can play it's the full game so it's not like it's a a demo that only plays for five hours you can get as much done as you want in five hours you basically it's like a countdown clock like when you start the demo And if you like it, you can just purchase it right there. And since you already have the game fully downloaded, because you had two for the five hour trial, you can just keep playing. So that's cool. Yeah. So if you, you know, they're trying to get back into the good graces, this is a really good way to do that. Shadow drop it. It's out now. Get the hype rolling. Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up somewhere on the NPD for February in the top 10. Like I feel like maybe even top five. um, A lot of people on Twitter that originally hated this game have said this does a really good job masking a lot of its flaws and about time for real and so i'm definitely excited to dive back in i just think it's going to be for me a dive into the shallow end i think my time with this game is coming past i don't really love rpg mechanics in games that don't necessarily need it it's another reason i don't love horizon and so I don't feel like I'm ever going to really give this game the full chance that I should. I gave it seven hours, and that was enough for me to say, I'm good. This is amazing news for folks that love it or always have been intrigued. Try the trial. Buy the PS4 version. It's like $20 at Best Buy right now, and get the free upgrade to the PS5. I recommend that because the PS5 runs... um, you know pretty well. The PlayStation version has always been weird with NPCs and empty streets. The Xbox version had been superior, but if you own a Series S, I'd probably take the nice frame rate and load times on the PS5, just if you have both consoles and you've been weighing it back and forth. Or, you can be like us and, and just not give too much of a fuck about this game. That part's up to you, but it's nice to know. If you've wanted to, here's your opportunity to try Cyberpunk 2077.
1: Yeah, good luck. Now earlier in the pod you said something mysterious was Compton. A timer showed up on
0: Capcom website, right? Yeah, a mysterious countdown clock for for Capcom, and you know what that means? Uh, it's they're they're going to announce a new game. In my pie in the sky hope is that it's not a game that they're announcing. It's like a Capcom direct where they give us multiple announcements. Oh, that
1: would be sick.
0: That would be sick. But who has a countdown clock to announce an announcement? Um, uh, probably- does.
1: <laughs> Capcom does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'll probably announce a new game, and that game to me is Street Fighter Six. It's been that way since before the big outlets reported. I texted you immediately. This is Street Fighter Six, um and then I love, b-
1: I love your Capcom direct idea so much better.
0: Yeah, me too. Because then we could get Resident Evil Village DLC, and we could get Street Fighter Six, and we can get a tease of De- Devil May Cry Six. That's it. Then that all's right in the world, and a new Mega Man game, and Resident Evil Four remake. and monster Monster hunter sunbreak and everything now uh i just i would love just a couple maybe it is like a presentation but i think that we'll probably get something around e3 for for a lot of that this will be street fighter 6 the question i have is will it be continue to be playstation exclusive or will street fighter 6 come back to xbox that's just a question i don't have the answer to
1: you can play mlb the show 22 for free until february 23rd even the
0: switch version too um Whoa. so they're doing they are doing a tech test uh, where you go on and every day from the 17th of february to the 23rd you can play a different piece of the game uh whether that's diamond dynasty or practice mode or this or that or the other and guess what i got to play so Ooh. i i got to play the nintendo switch version of mlb the show twenty two. And when you flick on the game on your Switch. Oh, that's dog shit. No, no, no. To see <laughs> Sony Interactive Entertainment pop up on your Switch is wild. It's fucking wild. And to see PlayStation Studios and that little intro cutscene. It's wild when you're playing a Switch. And so that was cool. And then I played the game. Um, and I think I'm going to try to find any other way to play it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all.
0: Uh, I, I had said in speculation when it was announced for Switch that this is probably just going to be an upscaled version from the Vita. And I think I wasn't doing it enough justice. Like, I think I overshot it a bit. It is rough. And I'm playing it on the OLED, which is superior in every way to the original Switch. I can't even imagine what it looks like on an original Switch. It's n- It plays... <sighs>
1: It plays like dog shit. to Be honest.
0: No, 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 no. It plays oh. like. Uh, so I I did practice mode and I put I was Bryce Harper and I just wanted to hit a homer, and when you hit a homer, like the frame rate slows down to like two frames. Like, Jesus, it, it's so rough. Um, the surprisingly, the actual gameplay is pretty tight. Like it, the pitch doesn't lag the swing is smooth um like the timing is good you can see the pitch really well so you can like kind of determine what pitch it is ahead of time to time so that part played fine but this game looks like fucking shit <laughs> it it's one of those games where if you zoom in on an image long enough you start to instead of seeing someone's round face you start to see the straight lines that make up the pixels like it almost looks like it's jagged that's what this is like every single outline and line in this game is so jagged and it just looks so rough. So if you're like die hard and you really want to play this game handheld up in bed, then sure. Shell out the 60. I think Save personally, money. I'm just going to play it on game pass and not spend a dime. It'll look fine on game pass. But yeah, I played it for about 35 minutes, and unfortunately, I did not v- really enjoy my time with it.
1: Shame. And you can also sign up to play Nintendo Switch Sports early if you're listening to the show the day it comes out.
0: Yeah. Um, so you have to register, I believe, for it. I have the the picture here, so let me just pull that up right quick. Uh, the playtest is... 219 and 220 so if you're listening to this on the 18th you can pre-register for it it's over the weekend it's i believe five or six predetermined 45 minute slots like 9 a.m to 9 45 and 1 p.m to 145 and 10 a 10 p.m to 10 45 on saturday night so like something like that and there's even one session early in the morning on sunday so like you can't just go in and play it for however long you want and do whatever you want there are predetermined times you're going to do it the reason I am refusing to do this. Number one, the game comes out in like April, so I don't have to wait too, too long to play it. Number two, it is clearly stated in Nintendo's press release, by, by registering to participate in the online playtest, you agree to not share any information about this online playtest publicly, including sharing of screenshots or or video game footage on, I'm sorry, or video footage footage of the game on your social media. So basically, you can play this, but you can't talk about it. And I think that's so 1955 of Nintendo and like so ancient. And we have a podcast. The whole reason we play things and watch things is to talk about them. So if you're telling me I'm not allowed to talk about this, fuck that. I'll wait till the, the real game comes out. So you will not be getting any early impressions of Nintendo Switch Sports from this guy.
1: Eh, it's only 45 minutes. You can wait. And the last story we have in gaming, the Wii U and 3DS are officially dead.
0: Yes. Yeah, so not only has Nintendo obviously ki- like stopped production of the console, that's been years now, but now Nintendo will be shutting down the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS eShop So you can no longer digitally purchase games on them. Now they're giving you some some time if you want to go any of your old Wii U games, download any Wii games on the virtual console, NES, whatever you want to do, Game Boy Advance. I think Nintendo DS might even be on there. Uh, Here's how it'll work. As of late March, 2023, it will no longer be possible to make purchases on the Nintendo eShop for Wii U and 3DS. It will now also no uh, no longer possible to be downloading free DLC, game demos, or anything like that. But even though it's going away in March of 23, so you have a full year, you really don't. Please listen to this. As of May twenty third, two 2022, you will no longer be able to use a credit card to add funds on the Wii U or E3DS, which isn't that old. Um, or, you know, it is, but it's still not a relic of a console, uh, to those e-shops. So really the cutoff for a lot of folks is May 23rd of this year. You will no longer be able to add funds via a credit card. As of August 29th, 2022, you will no longer be able to use a Nintendo e-shop gift card. So really to me, August is that cutoff of the end of the Wii U. And the 3DS. You can still download stuff if you throw a shit ton of eShop gift cards or credit card balance on there until March. But really, you only have like six months before this goes away forever. And really, three months until you're not able to use a credit card and you got to go to like CVS and buy an eShop gift card for no reason whatsoever. So, this has been very divisive online. Why would they do this? Why would they do this? Listen, Sony came out with they're closing the Vita and the PS3 store and not nearly as many people had an issue with it. The difference is Sony walked that back and they said, never mind. Nintendo will never do that. Nintendo is way too old school and proud and dumb to do that.
1: <laughs> proud and dumb. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I am not a proponent of keep things open forever because it's server maintenance and all that stuff. Yep. You yep. can't keep that open in perpetuity. Nobody fucking owns the Wii U. Like, 14 million people do. So don't complain to me about this if you don't own a Wii U. Fuck and th- off. And
1: 3 million of them are broke the trash, gone.
0: For real. Like, fuck Let off die. if you're complaining. But the 3DS has sold like 70-something million or maybe more. So <clears throat> a lot of people have now. So buy your games now. And I know that's not easy for a lot of folks. I get that. I understand that not everybody has a disposable income. Or anything, but <clears throat> the counter argument to that is you've had eight years you've had eight years to buy these games so like now that they're saying they're gone uh you're gonna you're gonna everyone's
1: pitching yeah
0: so like i I can see it that way now the the issue that i have with it because i have disposable income i plan on plugging back in my wii u downloading all the old like all the old metroid games fusion zero mission all that i want to buy those i want to buy uh metroid prime hd i want to buy super mario galaxy 2 i think i already might have I don't even know. I, I bought the punch out version of Wii or for Wii. So, like, I want to go back and, and spend a couple bucks doing that. The issue I have is Nintendo's absolute blindness to video game preservation. And there is no other way to play these titles anymore. Like, once it's gone, the virtual console is dead because it's now being really. Uh, uh, replaced with nintendo switch online which is nintendo controls that narrative and what they put on there and you have to have internet to be able to play those games so like i don't love that part of it and like to say that i don't know xenoblade chronicles x is gone forever never to be seen again is just weird So, like, Nintendo's reluctance to care about video game preservation, when arguably their gaming history and library is the most preserved and rich of them all, because it goes back to the 80s and the NES and doesn't start in the mid-90s, it's just weird to me. It's just very weird to me. I'm fine with the decision. I haven't plugged my Wii U in in years, so I don't care. But Nintendo... I really wish you would have found a way to at least somehow preserve the games. I actually, in doing my research, found this out about Nintendo, which I do not like and am not a fan of this practice. Um, And I, again, take this one with a grain of salt. I believe it to be real from the source I read it on, but I don't know this firsthand, but from what I have heard, Nintendo is so against video game preservation and so proprietary with the way they distribute games that they do not allow their games to be rented out through a library like a public library you have to Jeez. you have to purchase them and like it's just weird to me that like these old softwares won't be they'll just be gone and so to that like mario golf told stool tour on the 3ds i f- i bid you farewell uh it's it's a weird story to say the least so uh that's just the psa if you want to plug in your Wii U and download any games before it all goes away. Um, We are going to do a quick impressions of weather State's never better LP. And uh, thank you to our friends at big picture media for sending this one along. Uh, They had asked if we want to do the review and I jumped at this one because I had heard weather state stuff before and I love their record label. So anything that comes out on rude records, I'm all about rude records is the home for a, a will away. So I figure, Hey, why not try to dive in with weather state this record never better um it it does it is out now it came out friday february 11th um weather state hails from the united kingdom they are considered a punk band um and when you hear this yes you absolutely get that punk vibe it's almost like if punk if a punk boy met an emo girl and they had a baby that's what weather state is to me, it's they don't know which they want to be. I love the music. This this record musically sounds great. The vocals is kind of where I not not that I fall off on it, but that um, I didn't super connect with. It's eleven tracks. It was produced remotely, which is amazing. How they actually made this record heavily over Zoom, and it was produced by Four Year Strong's Alan Day.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, great so band.
0: definitely, definitely something to. Um, to think about in this new world that you can make and produce an entire record remotely. So just just wild to think about that. But anyway, you probably want to know about the record itself. Again, it's called Never Better. It is 11 songs, 32 minutes in length. I would say The Opener, which is Low, um, Here in My Hell, Headstone, and Panic Attack or my four favorite songs, Panic Attack Sam, is the song with that sick guitar intro that I put on for you right before we started. Yep, I believe you said it sounds like I I, I kind of like I was like it kind of reminded me of Smile Empty Soul, and I haven't heard that name in years and years and years. So I'll go with that. I got like a little like like Pacific kind of vibe from it a little bit. Again, these are UK punkers. Like let's rock and roll. I love that. The vocals maybe just didn't connect with me as much. The excuse me, not only from a lyrical perspective, but from the actual sound. But I think musically they've they're really solid, and they you do get that punk vibe from the music itself. So if you are into punk, if you are into that UK scene, if you are into a fusion between punk and emo, Weather State's Never Better is available now. Sam, bring us home with your weekly water.
1: Weekly water this week is a game. That's actually dog shit. It's horrible. the the ga- The gameplay actually sucks. Can and I? Can I guess? I don't. Th- yeah, you might get it.
0: Ken Griffey on N sixty four.
1: How dare you! <laughs> How dare you say something like that? How fucking dare you! This one is actually a PlayStation one game. It is uh, Beyblade: Let It Rip.
0: Wow. Okay, okay.
1: I I I remember buying this game. I think that I. It, 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 it's one of the games where you buy and you trade in. Within the same week. <laughs> the, the, the gameplay. So basically
0: really, it's good to rent.
1: Not No, not even. The, the, the game's not even worth buying. <laughs> I, I literally, I got it. I saw it raw so cheap and I sent it in the wada just because it looked mid condition. I got it for a steal. And I got a 9.6 A plus on it. Came out in 2002. I was in seventh grade. I basically mainly got this of for my love of the anime and for actually... Like liking Beyblade, like I remember Miyamachi like battled Beyblade. We used to battle each other, um, and I remember this was um, when my back in the day when my uh, my cousin t- stayed over before school. We would Beyblade would come on sometimes. It wouldn't always be on, but sometimes we would watch it. I would watch it until I had to leave, and then I he'd keep it on until he had to go. But I remember the first season ran for fifty one episodes. Followed the the Bla- I think it was the Beyblakers, and then. That went to Beyblade V-Force, to Revolution, and then it went to Metal. Then they lost me with all that stuff. But the original gang, um, I know it originally aired in 01 in Japan. But this game was the localization of the 2001 Sony PlayStation game. What was it Bakhtuyan Shoot Beyblade? Um, this is the first party. Why Seam Seal with the Sony security label and tear strip? Again, I, I just like it. I, I remember just, Trigger! And the, the older animal forms they used to have in battle, the the show was freaking awesome. Shame the game was absolutely dog shit. This game should definitely not have been made. But for the price, the pennies I paid for it, I'm glad to have a
0: 9.6 in the collection. <clears throat> I know not a ton of people like listen all the way to the end of podcasts. A lot of times like during that end wrap up, you're like, all right, I'm moving on to something else right after the WADA. The good stuff's done. Here's an Easter egg. For all of the people that are still with us at the two hour and five minute mark. God um, bless you. I would like to know why a certain listener that we have likes our photo on Instagram from one of his accounts and then hours later likes it on another one. Like. I, I love that. It. Maybe he's. I to show appreciate some it. I don't want to sound like I don't appreciate it. I personally love that you do it. I just want to know why it's like. Did you forget you liked it? Well, I I did think you what happens like it a lot.
1: Like, like I I switch over. I've you know my my personal and like my my stampede accounts. So it's like when I switch over sometimes if I follow the same account on both and I liked it previously, sometimes when you switch over, it's like that's the top. That's the first thing you see when you switch over. So it's uh, just like, oh, okay. So, you know, you just might throw us an extra, you know, a little extra like.
0: Believe me when I say it, I don't want to sound grateful. It's awesome. And I appreciate the likes and the the shares and all of that. And this person knows who they are uh, because they did it today on one of our photos that we had posted about Stranger Things. I just want to know why. Is it what Sam said where it's just the thing that pops up to the top of your feed? Did you forget? So there's an Easter egg. Uh, Let's see if you listen to this podcast long enough to hear this and then DM us with your answer I I like very, that i'm very interested but thank you everybody so much for hanging out with us for this very long two hour gigantic packed episode 271 hopefully the news slows down a little bit next week because we need time to talk about peacemaker season one full yes. spoiler impressions cannot wait for that conversation
1: oh my god fucking watch the episode already
0: um, I'm going to have it washed in the next 24 hours. Don't you wait. I'll feed you baby birds. But thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We'll see you next week on episode 272. If you really, really love me.